0: What's up? This is Francis, a.k.a. Father Francis. We are here for another episode of the Southern Sauce Podcast. I'm um, so glad you guys are tuning in with us today. I am here, um, very special guest, one of my longtime friends, Felicia. Introduce yourself, Felicia. Hey. Hey, what's up?
1: Just hanging out.
0: You finally made it.
1: I finally made it.
0: All right, and I got Nina here too. What's up?
2: Hey, what's up, everybody?
0: What's going on?
2: Nothing much.
0: All right, glad y'all made it here. Flaysha, it's been um, we've been talking about this for a long time, I guess since we started, mm-hmm. and finally made it.
1: I finally made it.
0: Was, it. was it an act of Congress to get here?
1: Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's tough getting a free moment. It is. It is. I mean, uh, I'm guilty of it too. Um, I'm glad you actually said this or wanted to do this because we were supposed to do this last week, mm-hmm. and life took over, mm-hmm. which happens. But um, as of today, it's been over 30 days since I've recorded, which mm-hmm. is which is which is fall off in my book. It's like um, it. yeah. I don't want to call it slacking because we had a really busy summer Mm -hmm. and family coming in and out and a lot of events going on and just haven't had anyone stop and record, Mm -hmm. but I didn't even, I really didn't have a moment. I didn't make a moment to, to record. And we had a lot of Sean's friends here and we didn't record as much with them as we wanted to. So thanks for, uh, Saying, hey, let's let's do this. Let's finally do this. Over 30 days, guys. So, all you guys listening, sorry. Sorry for the uh, silence there for a little bit. But we're just doing it big this summer. And uh, I got maybe about... I have two, two or three episodes that I posted up. And I have two that... One I have to work on. A little editing. And the other one I got to get some clearance before we can post it. So, we're getting back into the swing of things. So... It is Sunday. Fun day.
1: Felicia, how's it going? Sunday fun day. A lot different meaning these days. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day. yeah, <laughs> so I can definitely agree with that. Sunday fun day. Sunday fun day is
0: like, Sunday we don't work, but we have to prepare for the whole yeah, week. Yeah, that's, right? that's what Sunday is, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, with the kids and everything. Like, so how old are your kids?
1: Five and two.
0: Five and two. Ooh-wee. got mm-hmm. the fun times busy yeah super busy busy. everybody needs your attention
1: yes i would
0: say enjoy it though you're gonna miss when your kids are not that age anymore
1: i know i'm trying i I try to remind myself of that
0: you don't realize it until they're like older and they're gone and i say gone my kids aren't gone but like you know they leave the house and they're like i'll see you later and they're just they're not you know they're not attached to you anymore so yeah yeah well cool what about you babe which what's up with you
2: Nothing much. For me, Sunday fun day is Sunday sleep-in day. Mm. That's where I'm at with my Sundays. I try to make it my goal to, of course, at the end of the evening, to try to take care of stuff before work. But for the most part, I don't want to do much of anything on Sundays. Like I just like to chill out.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow, that sounds
2: like a dream. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe in like 10 years I can do that.
0: (laughs) It'll come. It'll come. (laughs)
2: I mean, I have one kid who is very self-sufficient. Like, he's over at his friend's right now, and he's not thinking about us. We have to ask him what time is he planning to come home. But, you know, me on the other hand, she likes to, she likes to hang with her friend. She's in that age right now mm-hmm. where it's it's all about the friendships and what she can fit into a whole day. Like, she's not thinking about school tomorrow at all. I'm sure it hasn't even crossed her mind. She's busy. mm mm-hmm. That's the way to be. Yeah, you
1: know, not yep. thinking
2: about the next day, just enjoying the current
0: yes. day. Yeah, that sounds like a dream too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: You know, you have to you have to forecast and project so so much now. Cause stuff happens so quick, and we do stuff. We we stack stuff so hard mm-hmm. that it's almost like a a military operation. Having family with kids, I mean, it has to be, boom, 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 get it mm-hmm. done, get it done, something derails or goes off and it's throws everything off it's Mm -hmm. it's tough so you know that's just the way it goes all right well um what was i gonna ask you felicia oh um yeah so for our audience we've known each other for a long time yeah and i was thinking about it uh before you came over i can't really pinpoint on when did we start becoming friends
1: not till after high school, I remember you in high school in band, like running around. Like I remember laughing with you and Christian, like laughing at whatever y'all were doing. But I didn't really know y'all. y'all okay. were just y'all were in the band. I knew your name, and but knew you knew of us. Y'all were always cutting up, so okay. I, like I knew who you were.
0: So, so when is the first memory you have of of knowing about me?
1: Um, I probably. When I was uh, after co- or after high school, we were like going out on the weekends, and the group I was with—not people that were really your friends—but somehow we crossed paths that way. Um, okay, George was there. Uh, yeah. Hmm.
0: Um, so then we had our we had our. After high school, we had our party clique. Yes. So we were party animals. We weren't
1: really, I wasn't part of your, we weren't like, we didn't have the same party clique then. It was mm-hmm. just we happened to cross paths. They, they
0: happened to merge at one point. Uh huh. But I mean, like, we did go to high school together. Uh-huh. So I do remember you through high school and through band. Mm-hmm. Anything like before that? Did you just remember me being there? Because okay. I think I remember, I think maybe, like, thinking back, high school was, when I was like, okay, that's that's Felicia. Yeah, like, I, I mean, just knew, knew you, like just period, knew, not knew you to know to know you. Yeah, was 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 high school, ninth grade. Did you go to ninth grade? I did. Too?
1: I was that was my first year back in public school. I was out for two years, and okay. so of course the ninth grade was just like a mass of people. I don't remember you in ninth grade. Like I don't remember, I don't remember mm, meeting you. Yeah, ninth I don't grade. remember. I didn't really. I didn't ninth talk. Grade, to I think anybody. it was. T- I was
0: tenth grade. Yeah, I think it was tenth grade. So you went to. You said you went to private school before that?
1: Yeah, just for two years. Where at? Um, Northwood Christian Academy. It's not open anymore.
0: Okay. And then where'd you go to elementary school?
1: Social elementary.
0: Okay. So social elementary. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was 10th. It was 10th grade then. So the way our high school was set up, we didn't have... I know now it's 9th grade through 12th grade. Mm -hmm. Traditional. I don't want to say traditional. It's just how it is in some schools. Some schools it's not, but mostly. 9th through 12th, but we were... We ended up at ninth grade, the uh, the trap in Bel Air. <laughs> that had to be a big culture shock for you, huh?
1: It was, cr- it was just so crazy. It's so many people your own age or kids your own age in one spot. Like, the, I just mm. remember the, the hallways were just masses of people. Was so crowded, like, switching classes in between. I was just like, golly, there's so many people. Yeah. Yeah, it was a small private school I was at, too. So it was a big shock for me because I left, obviously, I was seventh and eighth grade, and, like, in sixth grade and growing up, like, we were all friends. Like, all my friends, like, we're all, everybody was friends back then. There was, like, this one kid, like, you know, nobody liked. But everybody, all the classes were friends. Uh-huh. And then I come back in ninth grade, and there's, like, they're, they've they divided. There's clear cliques now. And, like, mm-hmm. these people don't talk to each other anymore. So I was just, like, i come back. and I'm, like, what happened to everybody? Like, <laughs> yeah. why do you look like that? <laughs> why do you look like that? Like, there was, like, clear division. And mm. so that was interesting
0: people chose paths yeah and were influenced yeah ninth grade
1: so it seemed like it happened seventh and eighth and i missed it like i missed the transition between everybody being friends and then you're only friends with these people because they're like you and you're friends with these people because they're like you like Mm -hmm. it wasn't like that in elementary school like not where i was at least
0: okay so in high school you say you didn't talk to many people but i know you had a small group of friends i mean i know you had some I Some good friends, I, I remember that, and you know, everyone had their own little small clique and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, you were pretty quiet in high school.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ever get in trouble
1: in high school? Yeah. Once I got sent to the office because my shorts were too short, which they were oh, not yeah, short.
0: That's, yeah, okay, that's okay, that's nothing,
1: but no, I never got in trouble. <laughs> I got in trouble, I got in trouble by one of the band director people because he came in and I was sitting on. My boyfriend in high school, Josh Schultz, his slap, and mm-hmm. I got in big trouble. And so we went to the um, Universal. We took that trip to Universal. Were you still in the band then?
0: Mm, what year was that? Was that senior year? Uh, maybe. No, y'all went to Universal. I didn't go. Yeah. So my folks, were, my folks weren't having that.
1: Well, I was punished by not being able to sit next to my boyfriend on the trip and had to sit by some guy i don't even know like i wasn't friends with and i was devastated because that happened like the day before we were leaving oh, that yeah. weekend and yeah like i was just distraught the whole time I was oh so my upset. goodness you know, well they were cracking down on that
0: stuff it was too, a tour huh?
1: bus ride to florida and i had to sit next to not my boyfriend i was just like this is so horrible
0: well at least you got to go
1: <laughs> i know i see i didn't get to go it was fun too it yeah was, it was still a good time yeah
0: high school that that time was fun but mm-hmm. I, I didn't get to be i didn't get to partake in se- my senior year but you know that was a real shutdown for me but it is what it is
1: you didn't you didn't get to no
0: music? i got pulled i got pulled out of band for senior year
1: you were pulled out i didn't I knew, oh, I knew you weren't there it oh i i just thought you you dro- like you dropped it like you didn't want to do it mm- oh okay I that's
0: gotcha. the only thing i had going on like yeah
1: there was only time for that if you were in it I'm like
0: <laughs> i mean that was like my escape mm-hmm. was Band and I wanted to play football, and I actually got approached by the coach to play football. Yeah, in tenth grade, they were like, "Son, what, what? Pro, it was, and I forgot his name. It was the the black guy. He was kind of heavy set, mm-hmm. but he was like, um I was switching class, and he walked up to me, and he's like, "Son, what, son, what are you? What are your electives this year?" And I'm like, "I'm in band." He's like, "You need to be playing football," and he gave me this sheet of paper, and I always thought about playing football, and he was like, you, "You can, you can be, you can play good football." And like, I was thinking, you, you don't, you never see me run or anything. <laughs> like, he's just like, "Come play football." So, brought it home to my parents and I'm like, you know, you know better than asking that. No, like, there's no sports. Really? No sports. Hmm. Sports is like was considered what a competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sports is competition, and even though band was competition, yeah, you know, very sports was competition, good. and we don't we don't compete. So and I'm like, Ugh.
1: what was the line on band though? So you were in it for a couple of years. Why, why was the last year an issue?
0: So last year was an issue. Well, as you know, and I know we're going to get into this. Um, I was raised as, as a Jehovah's Witness uh-huh. and the senior year show was some kind of, um, the show was based on American tradition. Patriotic. It yeah. was. yes. Yep. So um, I don't want to name drop people, but. When that happened We were supposed to go to camp I think we went to camp for one or two days And then The parents found out what the show was about It's not like we went home like Hey the show is going to be about American history and everything And They uh, All our parents called around to the other band parents Who also were In the religion And We all got pulled out So there was a there was a group of us pulled out. I, had no, I don't I know if you didn't recognize that there was a group of us.
1: I knew there was a, a there was, people that were just gone all of a sudden. Yeah, I never that was, knew why.
0: That was why. It was me, and then there was uh, another person in guard. Uh-huh. Um, you probably know who I'm talking about. Uh-huh. And then her boyfriend, who was a bass drummer, uh-huh. Yep. And um, I think there was a couple more people in there that were just pulled out, and that I was it. That. I didn't know that. Yep. and then um, it just happened, and. I never, it was never talked about. It just happened. And uh, none of the directors talked to me about it or anything. And I think there's one of the directors out there that I run into. um, And he doesn't really just, he just kind of just, I don't know how to word this. I think he feels sorry about it because he doesn't know how to approach me. Mm -hmm. And I just say hey to him and he's just like hey. And then just walks by and I'm like.
1: Would they have, your parents or whoever, would they have told them why they were pulling you out, or would they have just pulled you out?
0: I'm sure they have told, they would have told them. Yeah. I don't think they had that conversation. And I'm sure someone along the line, one of the parents had the conversation with them, and that deaded the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the the band director or directors whoever, had that conversation with that parent probably got an earful of preaching and why and...
2: That was definitely why they a shouldn't and moment. they were
0: like i'm not hearing this i'm not hearing this from another parent like it is what it is so um yeah i was pretty um I was pretty upset about that
1: i bet i had like i said i thought it was a voluntary thing or like mm-hmm. my other thought was like i didn't think about it a lot but I, I thought either he must have gotten in trouble like i was like maybe he got in trouble like people just disappeared because it would seem like punishment for me to be pulled out so mm-hmm. my thought was maybe he was in trouble so he got pulled out
0: mm mm-hmm. Nope, mm-hmm. got pulled out because of the show Dang, it was Along such a with good a bunch show of people. It was well,
1: such a good show too
0: According to my parents, it was not a good show no. <laughs> <laughs> And I wasn't there to uh, represent um, the show I mean, yeah. yeah, I was But mentally as a teenager, I'm just there to have fun And yeah. be good at what I did And I was pretty dang good at what I did I mean, I was supposed to be section leader And I was supposed to run it And Yeah, that was like, okay so that was like a big turning point for me and I'm sure. like, okay, I'm not going through this again. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting my kids through. I mean, it was not only a devastating as a teenager to be pulled out of something that you, you just worked on and you couldn't, you weren't allowed to do anything else, but it was, uh, it was like, yeah, I guess it devastating and it was just a wake up yeah. of like, okay, something's wrong here. Yeah. Or just don't feel right. So Yeah. Okay. So we so we had high school band together, mm-hmm. which was fun times. Mm-hmm. Short short lived but fun times. Concentrated fun times. Yeah. Do you remember the um the camcorder? Yeah, of course. The camcorder?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I showed Sean those tapes. <laughs> <laughs> I showed Sean the tapes, um for everyone listening, if you went to high school with us and we were in band with, with me, I was My parents bought uh, on Home Shopping Network. They did like some flex pay on some camcorder, and I took it to school. And let me tell you, the camcorder caught all kind of stuff.
1: (laughs) Did your parents ever see any of that?
0: No, 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 no. (laughs) But anyways, um, so I got the camcorder, and uh, everyone loved the camcorder. We rolled around with it. Well, Sean, I had some tapes. The original camcorder I lost. I don't know what happened to it. Somebody stole it. My mom took it back. I don't know. So we had the tapes. My mom saved a lot of the band tapes, but we had no way to play them. So I had them and I have them for a long time, um, for years, over 10 years. And, uh, Pat passed away and I knew Pat was on there playing drums. So I was like, okay, I got to find a way to play these tapes to see Pat playing drums. So I was looking for a good while and I think the, the eight millimeter tape player that had on eBay, those those camcorders were like four hundred dollars, okay. and I was like, "Ooh, ooh." Well, we went to the flea market in Mobile one day to go get some plants. And if you, if you're into plants, which I know, I know you're into plants, um, the flea market in Mobile is a good place to get plants. Hmm. They sell really nice plants for
2: really cheap, really
0: cheap. I'm talking I like baby snake plants were like two dollars, four dollars, $4 or something like that. This this guy sells them really cheap. Well, anyways, we were, we went all the way over there to get plants. And I walked to the flea market, and here's the camcorder. And I was like, I gotta get, gotta get it. So I got it, showed Sean the tapes, and then last year, Sean brought the camcorder with him to band camp. Mm-hmm. So now he has his own version of band camp so cool. footage, and everyone, you can see everyone in the footage like, what in the world is that? Where did you get that? Like, do He's you like, know there's new ones? Ancient, yeah. Like the, the band directors are like, what in the world? How did you get that? So yeah, yeah. So yeah, so uh, we've been friends for a while, Fee.
1: You just mentioned we mentioned Pat. That made me think. So I knew Pat from band because uh, one of my good friends in that grade, her boyfriend was Matt Johnson, and he mm-hmm. was on drums with mm-hmm. Pat. He was good friends with Pat, mm-hmm. and so I knew Pat from from that relationship.
0: Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, those are good times. RIP Pat. Yeah. yeah, we just talked about Pat last episode. Um, yeah, those are good times. And then after after school. We were party animals during the, um, the rise of partying at houses, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <That> <laughs> even though this is a for you know, house parties for everything, but we had some wild times there and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And now we're all, we're old. Yeah. We're old with kids trying to find, uh, I'm older, not old. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> we're older. Right, That's right. Older. Struggling to find two hours to
3: to talk. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> Kevin true. asked, Kevin asked me, like, he said, so how long are you going to be on? I was like, mm <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not like, you not, d- not, I'm not giving that, you a He's not giving you That's time. not good, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, mm, mm.
0: so, so Kevin is. Um, did he have anything like that he wanted you to say or everything here on the podcast, or he's just kind of like, just go do your thing?
1: No. He was like, "What are y'all going to talk about?" I was like, "Well, yeah, I want to talk about faith and just how we were raised and what our thoughts are now and that kind of thing, where we're at, because um, just people don't really talk about it a lot, and a lot of people are very defensive about whatever they believe. Mm-hmm. And I'm not that way. And I don't feel like you're that way.
0: That's great that you're not that way. No. And it's and it's, it's hard to start treading that water when people get real defensive.
1: Yeah, you can't, you um, can't have a good conversation like that. Man, I'm telling you. Not people problem.
0: believe what they believe in. I, I respect it. Yeah. But, and people, they believe what they believe in so much that they fail to respect another perspective. And that's where, you know, defensive and you're wrong and all the other things, you know, this is going to happen to you and yada, yada, yada. So, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm glad you asked me about going into faith because, uh, you know, this podcast and and we've tried to follow the rule of meeting new people and going to a dinner party. And like there's this golden rule, I guess you would call it, of you don't talk about politics and religion.
3: Yep.
1: Yep. You know.
0: And, um, like we were amongst a group of people the other day in a professional setting and somebody brought up, um, politics and, you know, yeah, somebody, so was, somebody was getting arrested in the politic world and
2: mm-hmm. it was like,
0: all right, everybody, we'll see y'all going back to work. We'll see y'all later. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So like you are with you wanting to talk about faith, um, I'm very open to it. And I I, I question myself. I says, okay, I'm going to stay away from religion and politics. But as far as religious religion, I consider myself to be open-minded. And in in practicing open-mindedness, I can't run away from a conversation about faith. Right? Because if I do, then that's some degree of closed-mindedness. And I'm like, "Okay, we can talk about it." And I said, we're here to talk about it. So what question do you have do you have any how do you want to kick the faith off Felicia like well you know i'm gonna let- i'm going to let you drive this because, like you said i'm treading I'm treading in dangerous waters here <laughs> and uh and I say that because I don't want to say anything that would uh offend anybody yeah, um but you know, I feel the way that I feel, and everyone has a reason they feel the way they feel, so you know.
2: Well, I have a question for yeah. you, Felicia yeah. So, you wanted to talk about the subject of faith So, my question for you is What does faith mean to you? Like, what is your definition of faith?
1: Faith, to me, means feeling like you're connected to something else Like something something that, can, to me, connects us all Everything um, It's very, very general That's really what it is to me
0: Interesting It is Connection So, you would say, like a friendship connection yeah. like we all have here mm-hmm. that has some degree of faith in it?
1: I would say so. Like, everything, you have faith in the relationship, like a friendship, whatever, that kind of thing. Okay. Like, as far as faith, I mean, like, my faith is, let's, let's start with this. Let's start with, my thought was how we were raised, which isn't really an opinion of, you know, what you think of it or not. It's uh-huh. just how we were raised versus... Where we are now in life, like, are we still? Do we still believe the same things we were taught when we were kids? Do we still do the things we were taught to do as kids, like, or how has that shifted? Maybe that'll help me explain. Yeah, I
2: think. Okay, that is. okay. So, what was your? How were you raised? What's your faith?
1: So, I was raised in a non-denominational Christian church. So, um, and I was in church ever since I can remember. My mamaw played the piano. She was in church since she was a little girl, always playing huh. the piano. Um, I was in church every Sunday and Wednesday up until high school probably. And then Wednesdays I started having practices and stuff like that. So I still went every Sunday. But then after I graduated, um, I made some appearances at my church, but never really went to church consistently. I have over the years like popped in here or there different things but i haven't been like a person that goes to church since then
0: okay so you have faith Mm -hmm. but you're not tying the faith with going to church Mm -mm. or being a member of a faith group yes okay okay so so your faith and and i just wanted to take one quick step back i I just want to read from the Oxford Dictionary the definition of faith So the first definition Number one it says complete trust or confidence In someone or something And it's similar words are trust belief and confidence The second um, Definition is strong belief in God Or in the doctrines of a religion Based on spiritual Apprehension rather than proof And that's where I have My Deciding factors in in, in how to classify faith right and and the words that are tied to that is religion church and sect um, and under that under bullet points says a system of religious belief um, a strongly held belief or theory so it's interesting you say you wanted to talk about faith and but you're not church going so you have my attention <laughs>
1: <laughs> my my so I have a really good friend okay Um... She, she's a Christian through and through, like a beautiful, wonderful person, mm-hmm. and she holds very tightly to what the Bible says and what is taught at church, and, and, and it, I have no issue with that. Like, I really don't. It it gives her strength. Like, it gets her through the bad times. Like, sometimes people need a very hard line, a box around to, like, control things, but I don't feel like my faith has a, like a solid line. It's like a gray box. Like I see a lot of similarities in a bunch of different faiths, like religions, different religions. And I think there's a lot of good in a lot of them. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think it has to be one way because people receive things differently. They need, they need things differently. And so um, I have, I can have good conversations with her about faith, even though I don't have a hard line like she does around what's required. To be faithful.
0: So when you have these faith conversations with people who have the hard lines, the box, Mm -hmm. you know, do you find it where you come to just a brick wall point where it's uh, where you just say I'm more free with it and they're more concise with it Mm -hmm. or in alignment with some written rules or rules of the class of religion that they're part of. And then you just can't go beyond having that conversation or continuing the conversation?
1: There are certain points. Like, I don't get to talk about faith with many people. Like, other yeah. than just asking, you know, like, questions, like me being curious about things. Like, um, I don't share, like, my side of the things usually. Okay. Uh, but, but with my friend, when we get on the subject of faith, we talk about the things that we have in common, basically. And if she starts, if I can tell that she's getting uncomfortable, like if I'm kind of pushing the line against what she thinks is right, based on what she believes, then I'll just, I just step back on it. Like, I don't, I don't keep pushing it, because I don't think there's anything wrong with what she believes. It does, might not be what I believe, like, but it's okay that she believes that, so I don't want to push her against it. Like, I might ask a question, be like, well, but what about this? You know, just kind of, like, open the door for another thought, uh-huh. um, but if she's, like, you know, I can tell that's not the thing, then I just, like, yeah, you know, I, I don't you don't have to see it my way. I'm i I'm okay, you know, we can keep keep your path. You're on your path, I'm on my path. So mm-hmm. it's just that I can I can see differences there as far as like paths, I guess I would say, like, um and uh, I just leave it alone. But,
0: yeah. I feel you on that. I mean there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat, as mm-hmm. they say, and um people like you said, need that need that box or need those guidelines Mm -hmm. um and i respect that you know uh, that's part of being open minded is to understand why someone do does something and how whatever they do is required for them Mm -hmm. to be the best version of themselves that they can be and that's that that takes a lot of work to get there and then maintain that that that's 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 tough. And then, you know, trying to have conversations with someone that are very strong in their beliefs, you know, it's it can get difficult. What about your parents? Do they still go to church? Are they involved with the church or?
1: No, they I think they kept going to church. Until my mamaw passed away, mm-hmm. uh, my dad stopped really, like, he'd pop in every once in a while after that. My parents got divorced, but my mom kept going. And, like, one thing I will say, like, a lot of people speak badly about religion or churches and stuff like that, but our church growing up, like, they helped us so much. They helped my mom so much. Like, they, I, I don't know what she would have done without them, like, just the support, to have a support family. And that's how I see That's how I saw churches for a long time, like just a support family, because they can be that, and Mm -hmm. unfortunately, they're not all like that. But, but there's a lot of good in a lot of churches. I I I don't, I'd see why people go if you have a church that you really feel connected to, and you feel like the people support you, and like you need that. Somebody needs to be there. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's that's true. I mean, churches are like an extended family, and Mm -hmm. even the way I grew up was we had tremendous help from really i mean as a church overall but relationships and family friends and lifelong friends built through the church through the religion and they when it, when times were hard they did come through and and help us and um helped us advance in life and you know i'm grateful for that mm-hmm. so okay. I, I yeah i can i can see what you're i can see how that
2: and i feel like a lot of people in church how we grew up, like, they, some of the members become, like, family. Like, they really do. Mm-hmm. Um, Some of my earliest memories that I have, like, playing with other kids or even other adults. Like, if, if I didn't have my grandparents there, because my grandparents raised us, my mom lived in another state, but, like, there were other people in the church or congregation that I almost saw, like, my second parents. Mm-hmm. So, and I feel like it was needed because my grandparents were a little older, and so there were other parents that were easier to speak to and go to for advice, and I knew I could trust them. So I feel like religion is one of those things that it has its positive aspects and it has its negative aspects, just depending on who it is that you're dealing with. Um, But for the most part, I don't have any, I want to say negative opinions about religion, myself from my own experiences, but I in the same religion, you know, I know other people that have had very negative experiences. And I for me with religion, how I see it is we can agree to disagree. Because there are some aspects of it that I feel like people need. Like really in order to get up in the morning, like they rely on that religion, that belief. And that's what's helping them get up, go to work, take care of their children. Like if they didn't have that there would be nothing for them. And so I can respect someone having that kind of faith where they can't see or think about anything else because that's literally how they're getting through life. For me, religion is not that way for me. Um, but I do see the good in it for some people.
1: So yeah. so, so we've talked about how I was raised. How, what was it like for you? Like, how were you raised?
0: Ooh. Oohee. <laughs> Okay. Um, I had like I have like the most unique childhood. I don't want to say the most unique, because I don't discredit anyone else that's been through some things. But I've had a very unique um, childhood that is emerging of um, blended families and being an immigrant, and the religion thrown on there just makes it super unique. So, um, the first religion I've ever known being a part of was Jehovah's Witnesses. And my mom and my stepfather, they got involved with religion when I was maybe four or five years old. So, um, it's pretty much I've known what I've known in my whole life or my whole childhood life. And, um, you know, they practiced that until, until I moved out of the house. And I just blatantly said, I'm not practicing that religion anymore. And then, uh. I was on my own So um, Yeah Jehovah's Witness religion Was very um, Very strict They did not believe in Holidays or um, As we discussed earlier In politics uh, We weren't here They were I don't say we They Or the witness Or the the group That did, did, does not believe in Supporting Politics or the local government they don't believe in military service. Um just anti a lot. You know, the only thing they celebrate was their anniversary. It was their wedding anniversary. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing that they really celebrate. And uh so it was it was crazy because you know, I was part of that religion but also part of a mixed family in southern Mississippi. With a black stepfather and an immigrant Filipino mother. And uh, all those dynamics just made it super crazy. But keeping it on the faith side, um, you know, being part of that religion was, you're part of this religion. This is this is everything. Mm-hmm. This is what we base our whole life off of. Now, I respect that people who have religion, they they base their whole life off religion, but... You know, this went went deep as... So deep as to... You don't hang out with anybody outside of the religion. Unless you have to. Whether that's work or school. So, I didn't have the friends in early high school and everything. I wasn't allowed to. Um, you don't go to prom. You don't... You, you go to the library when they have the Christmas party and the Halloween party at school. Um... You don't put your hand over your heart when you when they salute the flag every morning in the gym. You you stand up due to respect, but you don't. You don't, you don't say the pledge of allegiance. Yeah, you don't. I didn't and that. yeah, it's it's a, uh, but those are their rules, and uh, that's how I lived, pretty much my entire, uh, entire youth, until I decided to move out, and um, it was just uh, sheltered. I mean, it wasn't really sheltered. I did go to public school, but every time I was out in, in school, I tried to make the most out of, I call it being normal, which everyone else was, I felt like everyone else was normal because they got to have friends and go over each other's house and go to McDonald's after school and hang out. And I was like, wasn't allowed to do that. So it was, it was very, um, it was tough. And inside I felt like a prisoner. I was a, you feel like an outsider. Oh, like really was, do. Well, we were we were we were brit well, we were indoctrinated to be an outsider. Yeah. Right? True. It's like everyone else is bad and you're good and everyone else is gonna die and you're gonna live forever. And yeah. it's like
2: And it's ingrained in you from from childhood. Like you're made to believe almost that you're superior only because you have this faith and Everyone else is thinking their life is so great But they don't realize that they're not, they're not going to live Like they're going to die Because of how they're living their life in sin Like it's crazy to think as a child like, But that's how you're taught to, to view everyone else They're worldly mm-hmm. And you're godly
0: Yeah And that's why it's hard to have a conversation with people about Faith because Or religion Because people are really extreme with it you know, I mean, I've tried to talk to someone and they just say, oh, you're going to hell. Well, you're just going to hell. And I'm like, well, how are you to say where someone else is, is going? Yeah, You know, it's it's who who taught you that? Who exactly. taught somebody who? That. Where does that hate from you come from? Mm-hmm. Like.
2: It makes you feel like you have the right to tell me where I'm going exactly. To end up. Ooh, and mean. it's
0: like if 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 this place of torment or whatever place of torment, the end result, the result of my actions, are are going to doom me, and you're you're pronouncing that it's going to doom me. Mm-hmm. How come your godliness doesn't take over? And instead of denouncing me in my face, you try to help me in the way that you believe is going to bring me to somewhere better. You know,
3: yeah. and that's
0: but we live in the Bible Belt too. Yeah, you know, we got some we got some hard hitting. Bible Man, I'm Bible telling, telling that's you, that's the first thing I thought of. Too. You know, Bible <laughs> <numbers>. <laughs> so, yeah. So, grow, so my my growing up, I mean, which way you want to go about it is, <laughs> yeah. I, I I had life on on expert mode, you know, and it was tough.
2: I mean, and just to recap, me and Francis both grew up in the same religion. That's how we even met each other. So, I feel like too. That's what kind of drew us to each other because we could understand each other from an outsider point of view even like knowing people that are with people that are not in the religion but they grew up like we did and they're Mm -hmm. with a partner that has no idea on how they grew up like they always say like y'all are so lucky to have each other because it's hard to explain it really is hard to explain how you grew up to someone that didn't grow up the way you did like because for us it was normal like when I tell people about like no birthdays, no Christmas. And they, how, did you, how did you do that? You had to be miserable. And I'm like, well, no, I wasn't because I didn't even know, know what it felt like to yeah. celebrate my birthday. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember getting up in the morning and no knowing it was my birthday and being so excited and be like, guess how old I am today? And they were like, oh, you're one year older. You're getting old, aren't you? And that was it. That was it. There was no happy birthday. There was no, like, we're excited. Let's dance. Let's have Mm-mm. nothing. It was a, a regular day. Which is probably why I go a little crazy with my kids' birthdays now. Because I want them to know, like, I'm happy that they're here. Yeah. Yeah. Happy you were born. Growing up that way, it's just, I don't know. When you're growing up in it, it feels normal. But I remember coming back, like, Christmas holiday. And seeing, like, all the kids excited about what they got for Christmas. And their new outfits. And, you know, I remember CD players were so popular when we were young teenagers. And, like, I remember everybody coming back with theirs. And riding on the bus with their brand new Book bag they got or, or CD player, and just kind of being a little envious of that. Just I remember being it being like Christmas Day, and knowing we didn't celebrate, but you always felt like you were missing like something that everybody else was that family feeling mm-hmm. at around holiday time. Like, I don't, I can't really describe it, but that's the only way I know how to. You just felt like you were missing something, but you didn't really know what it was.
1: And your your family was always like mm-hmm. as far as you, as long as you remember like yeah before, like, it, how long had they been in the faith like
2: um, as far as I can go back my I know my great grandparents were witnesses also wow. um, and then my grandpa was and my mom I mean there was my grandparents had six kids all of them grew up as witnesses um, but for me my experience was a little different than Francis because my grandparents were very much so into the religion and even though my mom was knowledgeable about it she didn't necessarily practice the religion Mm -hmm. so I would go visit her in Chicago every summer me and my sisters and so it was almost like I got to experience life without the religion Mm -hmm. um so I could see I would come back and be like at this great summer I got to watch movies that I normally wouldn't be able to watch and I had a huge I love scary movies and like growing up in that religion it was like "Mm -mm, we're not doing none of that but it was just, I felt like I got to see both sides, um, and there's some aspects that even though my mom wasn't a religious person, she's still, um, a, I would say, a person that has faith. Um, she believes in, in God in her own way. She doesn't believe in having to go to a church or a building to practice that. So I, I think that's kind of why I feel the way I do about religion because I can see both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily believe that you have to go to a building or report somewhere every Sunday mm-hmm. to say that you have faith, that you believe in in, in God. I don't feel like that's yeah. necessary.
0: Some people say, you know, I, have, I had a religious conversation with some people and they, they ended the conversation where we just had church right here. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I guess so. You know, <laughs> kudos to you for feeling that way. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's like, like like in alignment with Nina saying you don't have to go I don't feel like you have to go there mm-hmm. now the feeling you get and the fellowship you get is something that you know you understand that everyone invested their time mm-hmm. to do that and to come there but you know it's it's just not it's not part of my playbook no. and it, just because it's not part of mine doesn't mean it shouldn't be part of somebody else's
1: yeah. I I remember kind of talking about the same lines, like even it's just in a Christian church, like it was kind of implied or taught outright said that, you know, if you don't, if you're not with a Christian, like if you're not with marry someone that's a Christian, they're not going to be a good person. Like only Christians are good people. That's kind of the message, like Mm. the underlying message, like no one's going to treat you well or be nice to you or, or, or do all the right things unless they're Christian. And quickly after high school, um, When I started, you know, going out with people and and really getting to know people on a more personal level, like I had lots of friends that were not Christians, but they were just really good people, like Mm -hmm. better than people that I'd known in my past that were Christians. Mm -hmm. So that's what that was kind of like the start of it for me. Like I was breaking through that that shell, I feel like had been placed around like it has to be in here for them to be a good person. And and I quickly saw that some of the best people I know never went to church like and they Mm -hmm. still had all those qualities that Christians are supposed to have and so like i was like this i mean it can't be
2: that it can't be a thing then i yeah, mean like it's not that black and white i 1000% agree with that um i stopped going maybe around the age of 19 or so and i remember it being different because in high school you know you had your few friends that you were friends with at school but you couldn't really be with them outside of that so i remember coming into like i moved out on my own and trying to make friends with outsiders that weren't it was kind of difficult because you're you kind of have this tug of war you've been taught that everybody that is not part of that religion is bad you know that they're worldly they're you know they're gonna they're gonna die they're gonna teach you the ways of the world Mm -hmm. and so you kind of have this like tug of war inside being like are these people good people for me and then you kind of the like kind of turns on and like some of these people are better than the people that are in the religion. (laughs) I can't believe that I thought that they were evil or like, you just felt like you've been lied to your whole life. Mm -hmm. At least that's how I felt like, why are they telling me that these people are bad and evil and some of these people are better than the people I've known my whole life. Mm -hmm. It's crazy to think about, but that's, that's part of that. I don't want to call it brainwashing, but in some aspects it is like you, I don't know. You're sheltered. You just believe one thing and it's based off the people you love, you care about, and whatever they say is is golden. That's all you know. And then when you kind of grow up and are having to explore things on your own, it's different coming to your own opinions and thoughts and weighing whether it's okay or not. Because I feel like with me, that was the hardest thing is trying to decide whether to let it go and come into my own and believe what i want to believe or the guilt of feeling like something is wrong with me because i no longer believe what they believe i don't know it was it was different
0: yeah that's that was a, that 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 was the majority of my 20s was yeah. fighting the mental the mental warfare within myself yes. of am i doing the right thing am i being selfish by not doing what my parents have asked me to do or fall in line with their lifestyle. Um, do I even really believe this? Um, am am I setting myself up to, to die and not have lived a meaningful life? I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. Religion will mess you up Mm -hmm. like big time. And, um, it did mess me up, but I came out of it. I learned everything, I learned to be resilient because of it, and there's some good things that came out of it, but I feel like I'm pretty, pretty tough right now, <laughs> mentally, you know, it's, uh, and it's just until recently that I can even sit down and have this type of conversation and not let trauma come up and negative feelings come up when we talk about my past, because it is what it is, and my past made me a soldier. And I am a soldier right now. So, um, and you you talked about your 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 folks saying, okay, if they weren't a Christian and they're not good people, not good people to be with. So that faith, right? Were were you? Did you have family that weren't Christians? And if you did, how did how did your family or your mom and dad? How were that? How was that relationship just within the family?
1: So I don't remember my parents telling me specifically, you you know, you need to be with a Christian. I remember that from church. Okay. okay, i remember That being like the theme basically. And, um, that was always a question. Like when you're seeing somebody like, Oh, did they go to church? What church did they go to? That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, as far as like in my family, my dad's side, you know, my memo, my memo was in the church since forever. I don't, her dad, her family, they've always been Christians. Um, her extended family all go to church. My dad's brothers and sisters, it's like it's a split. Um, my dad used to go to church, obviously. He still has believes in God, has a strong faith. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't go to the church anymore. Um one uncle and one aunt, I don't think they go to church I don't ever remember them going to church. But it was never an issue. Like my mamma, as dedicated as she was, and even after high school, like I'd go out and visit her all the time and she would like oh, we should come to church this Sunday, or we missed you at church, and that was it. Like, she never pressed it any harder. She always extended the invitation, Uh and that was it, because that was, you know, that was part of her faith. You know, she wanted you to be a part of the family. She wanted you to be saved. She wanted you to be, you know, safe and that kind of thing. Like, she thought it was the right thing, but she never pressed it, and I I was so grateful that she was like that, because she would take in anybody. It doesn't matter what your faith was or where you were from or anything like that, and, um, She raised her kids like that, too. So no one was ever like, oh, they don't go to church, like, in my family. But Mm. I just remember that kind of being the theme of church is you need to to marry a godly person or you need to be with a a godly.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can see that because they, well, how can I word this? Everyone wants the best for for the younger, the youth, right, and. You know if you're leading a church or a leader at a church you would you're thinking that your way is the best way, yeah, so exactly I, I can see that, but at the same time you're cutting out opportunity. you don't know what's you know you like you said, there's good people out there that haven't gone to church
1: yeah somehow and they, they, they have good.
0: they have these values, yeah right, so you know now comes the question is why do we need? A church presence and a claim of religion to define our values—that's a question that I have, and it's just a universal question. You know, not only to you, Felicia, whatever you think about it, but you know, I just ask that universally to myself. Like, we—if it feels bad, it's probably bad, mm-hmm. right? And it's like people, some people, are just so reliant. On the religion and the rules of their religion and like you said earlier you had that friend who believes what the Bible says and I say people believe what their interpretation of a man-made book is what it says you know why are you so reliant on that to have to define your core values of being a good person or not and I say that now Having been in Jehovah's Witness religion for a long time, so like my personal values are built upon that because I was raised like that. But I feel like I don't need the constant membership to keep elevating my values and enforcing my values.
2: To be a good person. Exactly. I make it seem like if you're not doing it, then you're not a good person. And I'm like... I'm still a pretty decent person. With, yeah, I'm like without I'm without the I'm, religion. Like I'm a
0: damn good person.
2: I, I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I'm. I'm just saying. Like you just grow up with this mindset of if they're not going, they have to be bad people. Yeah, and I'm be like, yeah. I haven't done anything. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm a good person. If you need something, let me know. I got you. Like I, uh-huh. I just, I just feel like that is the problem I have with religion. Um. I know there are good people that are in it. There's still people that I know that are in that religion that, honestly, I don't I don't see or talk to on regular basis. But there's a known thing. Like I, when I do see them, I let them know I love you. I do. I genuinely love you, and I have these great memories of you. And I'm always going to see you as family in my heart, even though we don't have a relationship now because of my choice in life and moving on. And you're still in there, but I respect. I respect how you choose to live. And I would hope that they would respect the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really hard when you're growing up and you feel like you have to make a choice. And I don't feel like you should have to make that choice. As long as I'm a good person, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not trying to force you to do drugs or not go to church. Like, if that's what you need, I'll call you and remind you to get up that morning so you can make it to the the church on time. Like, if that's what you need from me. Mm -hmm. But in return, I would ask for you to respect how I choose to live my life. And that's just something that a lot of churches don't allow you to do. And it's sad. Yeah.
0: Like in the religion, like I respect it, but when they get to the point where they say you're not living your life, right? Like they like verbatim, you're not living your life, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to hell. Mm -hmm. It's purely disrespectful. Yeah. It's like what church taught you to go out and spread your message of hope in this fashion where if I throw one questionable or if I throw one statement or ask you a question that makes you stop and have to think of how to answer me and you just say you're going to hell, I mean, are you doing the Lord's work? Right. You know, and it's like, I don't know, it's like those little, You guys probably seen them at like Mardi Gras parades or they throw them in your front yard, like little bag with the rocks and the little pamphlet in there, whatever, and you open it and it's like, you know, if you don't follow this scripture, you're going to burn in hell, like straight up. And I'm like, "This, this is so extreme.
1: I just don't get it. Yeah, the whole having to exclude people like as a part of your faith, if you are like calling people to like, you know they're not good if you're if you're bringing out that exclusion or hate like i don't see that as a good like I, what's the point like yeah. that's not that's not real faith to me like that's not yeah. that is religion that is someone carrying a like a political thing like it's just like that it's nothing it's not for the better of, of you or them really. right mm-hmm. right
0: so 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 going back to um like the good person deal so really can a person be a good person without faith?
1: I guess it depends on what what you mean, faith.
0: So going back to definition of faith, and like, you said definition of faith is believing in something. What did you say, Bigger than you? Yeah, or just something? having
1: connection to something bigger, something okay. outside of, outside of yourself, basically.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I think they can.
0: I think they can too.
1: Yeah, cuz a lot of people like the whole be- feeling like you're connected to something more than yourself, that that takes internal reflection and like taking the time for yourself. A lot of people are so busy and wrapped up just making it through life. They're still, I mean, you're doing you're a good person. You're you might mm-hmm. be missing that connection. Like you might you can feel something's missing on the inside. You don't know something's missing, but that doesn't make you a good person or a bad person. Mm-hmm.
0: So that connection how would you define what that connection could be form different forms of it or
1: well like in christianity it'd be like the holy spirit i would say would be that connection like cuz it's it's in you but it's not you type of thing like it's it's a part of you but it has a connection to everybody else um mm. to a higher power as far as christianity goes a lot okay. of people like i listen to podcasts a lot of them um like the, in California, they don't say God or anything like that, but they say the universe. They define it as the universe. And so if that makes people more comfortable to say the universe, um, some people say that they don't believe in anything, which, I mean, maybe they don't. That that's It just seems like a lonely way to be because um, when everything starts to fall around you like, and you have nothing inside of you to fall back on, and it can be a very lonely place. Like, how do you, how do you keep going? Because I don't know what my mom would have done a lot of times growing up if she didn't have the church and faith, like, to get her through.
0: Right. And I would say the same thing. But, you know, the help that we got from the church and the faith was monetary or people's time and resources, something that a good person, regardless of religion or whatever, could have provided Right. Moral support. Like those are things that we can provide as good people without the branding. So, you know, faith to me is believing, you know, you say you have that connection, that connection with something greater. You know, my my version of it is. Is connecting with my values when I know this is internal. So you're saying external. Externally, I would say it's paying homage to my parents for everything they've done to get me to this point. So doing a good job elevating myself. I have faith in my own ability. Um, take a risk based on your abilities and your skill set. Um that's the faith that I have. I have faith in other good people for them to do the right thing. Um I have faith in in other people's skills and other people's drive, you know, just based off of who they are, their character. But I think ultimately everything's up to you, you know? And I don't think um That anything's predestined for us, and you have to bow down to a certain entity or anything for you to have a a good run at this thing that we call life. And I just don't believe that we'll we'll ever be eternally punished for for making mistakes, because we're all going to make mistakes. Everyone has some skeletons in their closet. And uh, I think some people revert to the church because their skeletons are just that bad. Mm-hmm. You know the what hike. I mean? Like they're, they they're got hike. they got a super amount of guilt, and yeah. I can see that. I can see why you would you would want to feel like I'll do whatever it takes to redeem myself for myself. So, you know, it's there to help people,
2: and that's what I mean when I say people that need literally need religion. That's so why I don't I don't think negatively of people that are religious cuz as long as you don't knock how I live my life, I'll never knock how you live your life. Mm-hmm. That's what you need. So what what is faith to you? Um for me, I want to say faith is believing in something bigger than yourself. Um and I may not know who or what that is necessarily. But that's just What I believe in, I I believe that we can't be it. But I believe that as long as you're a good person and you're living your life out here without purposely, I say purposely trying to cause harm and hurt people. Mm Because there are people out here that are evil and they purposely try to to cause harm to people. But I I do believe that people make mistakes. We're imperfect. We're human. Um, And we're going to make mistakes. I don't think our whole lives should be judged off the few mistakes that we make and that we should be sent to some torturous hell because we're imperfect that wouldn't make sense you know religion you know they like to preach christianity they like to preach about god being a forgiving and loving person but in the same breath want to say that but if you don't do what you're supposed to do or you do make these mistakes that you're going to go to hell and, and burn forever. I just don't see how the two can correlate because you can't preach this peaceful, loving God and in the same breath talk about how he's going to burn you forever. Yep. The two don't make sense. Mm-hmm. So what I believe in is just a higher power, bigger than myself, bigger than I think we can actually understand. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say when you said the universe thing, I'm like, that, that makes sense because I do believe that we're not it which recently here, that's, <laughs> that's the it's news. coming out that we aren't it, which yeah. is what I've been saying all along. But off that subject, um, I just think that we can't be it. And there is something out here that's bigger than us, bigger than we can understand. I mean, there's things about the human body that we still don't know. It's amazing. Yeah. So I'm like, so why can't there be more to the universe, more to – us as human beings Than then we are capable of understanding And yeah. I think everything happens I think things happen for a reason But I don't think that someone is controlling it I don't believe that we're puppets Being controlled by someone And you know we're led to this destiny I think that we live our lives The way we choose to live them And at the end of the day Whatever consequences those are Those are on us You know, The things that we either learn from them Or we don't um, but I don't believe that we're it. Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, I got faith in myself. Whatever's coming to me, just bring it to me. You know what I mean? That's that's how I feel about the way I live my life and my values. If it's if I messed up, then let's let's roll with my consequence. How do I fix it? And what do, what do I have to deal with? Mm-hmm. Um, my rewards are are the sum of my hard work. And my beliefs and my values, I don't expect the grand prize for holding on tight I'll make the grand prize, you know, and that so people don't like that statement, you know, but that's just the way I feel about it um, so let's see I had some cool stuff I wrote down here so like so so we talked about you know we all went to church because our parents enforced it, and now i we we have friends I have friends on that I say on Facebook that go to church and everything, but it seems like nowadays the church the Sunday church thing isn't' It's, it's falling off like people are going less and less to church what what do you think the result of that is like or or why that is when I mean, you think people are like realizing you know i can I can do this I can do this and I can just have good values and don't necessarily have to have that system of the, the social club or what what do you think
1: it is? Um, like just like as far as like our family, just my experience, it seems more like families are so broken these days. Like, you know, before everybody went to church, your parents went to church. You know, mm-hmm. they, everybody was in church. Your grandparents were in church, so we all went to church. But nowadays, like it, it they're just so broken. Like, like, like my parents don't go to church anymore. Mm-hmm. And the crazy part is, I was telling my mom like a couple months ago, I was like, Have you thought about you know trying out a church? Like, you know, going to you know try out a new church or something like that. Um, so, I, I, to me, that that factors in. Like, before everybody was going, all your Parents and grandparents were going, but now it's not that way. Like, mm-hmm. like at least not in my world. And so you don't feel the obligation. Like you don't feel it anymore. Like, I don't. I don't feel it. But that's just my best
2: guess. I don't know. I can agree with that. I, I think growing up, it was an obligation. Like I feel like people felt like they had to give the persona of. My family goes to church on Sundays. Mm -hmm. It was an option not to. Like, Like, it's just what you did. Like, this is what everybody does on Sunday. This is what we do. Like, everyone's going to get up, and we can't look like we don't go to church. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think nowadays, like, you're right, as far as families being broken, there's a lot less homes where parents are together, families are together. And, you know, I feel like religion, a long time ago, they didn't believe in, Divorce or extramarital things going on, and it was always the guy I feel like now we live in a, I want to say more open world mm-hmm. than we used to. And so I think that the whole aspect of having to look a certain way as a family is gone. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many different types of families now, families with, you know, two dads, two moms. I, I just feel like the world is changing. And I do know the people that still go to church, and now you have the virtual option of going. Mm-hmm. So everybody may be sitting at the table on Sunday looking on their iPads going to church, and that's what they consider church. You know, I feel like with us it was so different because... For me, at least, I mean, going back to my great grandparents, it was something we all Mm -hmm. did and had to do. And then you were told to do that with your kids and keep it going. And I just think now it's different. I think people are coming to the realization, not necessarily that they don't believe in God any longer. It's believing that they have to report somewhere every week to say that I, to prove that you believe Mm -hmm. in this, to prove that you're a good person. I feel like. As humans, we're evolving to the fact of understanding that our lives, as big as they are, as much as we have going on, like it's just hard to pay your bills right now for a (laughs) majority. So to think that on top of that, I have to report to church every Sunday morning to prove to people that I'm godly or I'm good. I feel like that notion is kind of gone away because there's other things going on. So
1: many yeah. other things. Y'all made me think of something else. Um, this lady at work was talking about her brother-in-law. Um, they are Bible Belt, like her family, uh, Christian people. Um, he lives in Texas, her brother-in-law, and he's gay. Mm-hmm. And so that's, like, not okay if you're a Christian, uh, according to some people. And... She talks. She mentioned about you know how he knows it's not a good thing, and he you know hates that he's that way. And I'm like that just makes me think like I'm so sad for him. Like yes. to have that Ooh, internal horrible. dialogue that you there's something wrong with you, mm-hmm. and because of the because of the religion, like putting that in your head, like and
2: just to live that way, like that makes me so it's sad, sad. It's so it sad is. to think that there's something wrong with you, and to to feel like that. And have your family feel like that too. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine being I that Yeah, it's horrible.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? No, nah, it's just it's just crazy. You know, yeah. to like sit down and just kind of talk and think about all this stuff. And you know, um, I just want to revert back to to going going to church thing. Like you said, people feel like they're obligated to go. You know, that that's kind of one of the things of religion that turned me off was that persona you know are you going you know for the people that go for themselves and they go for that it could be it's like people's therapy session Mm -hmm. is their church it's it's you know where they get to reset and get get a mental refresh of Mm -hmm. what they believe in and i respect that but the persona of we're this family and this is what we do and i think that's 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 kind of messed up because to a degree, we were like that for some time, having a, um, you know, when, when when you're struggling financially, there's there's tension in the house, and there's tension between the adults, and it trickles down to the kids, and it's the whole thing's messed up, and it's, it's all based off finances. It's like we're having a rough time right now, and we don't know how we're going to get out of it, so we're going to struggle, and then you have these falling outs as a family as you're putting your church clothes on and then you go to church and we play smile and pretend Mm -hmm. and i was just like what did we come here for yeah you know because the shit's in shambles right now you know like don't matter how hard i sing here or how
1: nice your shirt is yeah
0: or or how much i pay attention or bow my head we're gonna we're gonna leave here and it's gonna be hard again Mm -hmm. you know and um that was kind of a big turnoff for me, for going to church. The pretending, and then, yeah, the pretending part, and then there was people that were considered leaders in the organization that didn't do leadership things mm-hmm. outside of it. So, yeah. you know, it's but uh, for everybody who goes to church, I mean, much respect to you, yeah. right? Like, like my mom, she's very faithful to religion, and she needs it, yeah. and it's good for her life. So. I you commend know.
2: people having that type of right. faith. i I really do, and I respect it i really
0: do and I, and I, to a point where I understand to the degree that she needs it that even though I don't want to go, it wouldn't interest me to go. I may go just to just to listen to be nosy, I guess, just to be honest, mm-hmm. but you know i I understand she needs it, so I will do whatever I have to do to support her, yeah, for her to go, even though what she's practicing was hardship for me growing up. You just come to the understanding. So that open-mindedness is where I'm at with it. You know, I'm very, you know, if someone were to come in here and try to convince me, be this religion, I'll be very open to listen to it. And I wouldn't say, no, 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 no. I just want to know, you know, I'm, I'm so interested in what turns people's gears. You know, if you're if you're super motivated and super into something, I just want to hear about it. I want to know why. Because that feeling in itself. Self-confidence. Knowing what your purpose is. That's a high for me. You know. That's church. That's my church. You know. Someone to come in here and say. Man. I got this business plan. And it's great. And we're going to do this. And we can do this. And that's church to me. (laughs) You know what I mean. I'm improving my life. That's church to me. Not like. We have to. Bow our head X many times. And swing the smoke around. And. You know, like uh, I'm, I don't understand all of that, yeah. and it doesn't relate to me. So
2: I, I feel like for me another you know, reason why I don't necessarily I'm not necessarily in the church. How we grew up, we weren't even allowed to research your own religion. Like, Ooh, that was, was anti
0: that was like anti your religion. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like, you were considered an apostate um, if you. I think
0: apostate was a made up word by the Jehovah's Witness religion, wasn't it? I don't know. Oh, not sure about that.
2: But <laughs> <to> pretty <laughs> much, <laughs> you were, I heard you were, something. You were discouraged from doing outside research. Like you could research the religion within their uh-huh. their literature. What they could
1: provide, yes, to what you. they could
2: provide. But like, let's don't say if I decided this. to go online and, and look up Joe's witness, and that at that bad. point, that's bad. You're considered an apostate. You were not allowed to. They, they. It's funny because like they do your research, do your, find out, but. You only could do the research within
3: mm-hmm.
2: certain aspects, mm-hmm. so I, I. It's hard for me to kind of. How can I say I'm wholeheartedly doing this, and I wholeheartedly believe in it, and I have I live in this world where technology is at my fingertips, but yet I'm not allowed to do that kind of research. I'm just gonna ignore. I'm just gonna ignore. Mm-hmm. I, how do I know I'm making even the right choice? Because mm-hmm. I can't do the research. You know, humans we're smarter. You know. I, Like, how my grandparents grew up, my great-grandparents, internet was not there. So why they wholeheartedly believed in what they believed makes complete sense. Yeah. You're going off of how you grew up, the faith my grandma Mm -hmm. didn't have the best childhood. I can see why she needed that religion. She needed to have that, that family home that just looked like they had everything together. And don't get me wrong, my grandparents were great, amazing people. Loving people. But my grandma had a horrible childhood. It wasn't the best. So I can see why she... Religion meant a lot to her. Mm -hmm. And why research wasn't necessary. Right. Because it was a better life than what she had. Mm -hmm. And why she pushed that on her kids. Because for her, they didn't understand what the other side was like. She did. So she wanted them to live this life. But I feel like now, we live in a day and age where... I can't understand how people that are still in that religion are not doing their own research. I, it's just crazy to me, yeah, that they would rather be closed off and just believe what's said in it. I, and I guess that's their version of having faith, but I, I just feel like we live in a day and age where how can you know you're making a sound decision? if you haven't done the research, because in every aspect of your life, do you not research everything that mm. we do? Especially when it comes to, it's going to affect my kids, my family, household, sometimes money. Like we're going to research it before we jump in and every other aspect. But I feel like with that religion, it's you're bad pretty much. If, yeah. if you decide to try to do that, do that. research. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's crazy. I feel like that's red flags for me. And <laughs> for them, it's just, they just rather be blind. And that's why I say I, I respect it because that's the life I feel like they are choosing for themselves because I'm. you live in modern age too. I see you online. I see you on Facebook. You got the same, you know, access as I do. And you're choosing to be blind. I don't think I can 100% get back, you know, back that. But at the same time, I can understand that you've just been taught some way so long that you're almost scared about what you might find out. Hmm. And I feel like a lot of it is that it's the fear of the unknown, the fear of if I decide not to live this life anymore, what's going to be what's out there for me? Yeah, right. My control is gone like that. Yeah, that safety net that you it have is. around yeah. your life is
1: gone because then anything's possible.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think for us, that was one of the hardest parts of knowing that you no longer going to have this safety net. Like the people I thought were my friends or, you know, once you leave, they're no longer going to be your friends anymore. And that part's hard.
0: I mean, were they your friends to begin with? If they're willing to defriend you, I think or unfriend you because of changing f- your belief, that means f- that they never, never were your friends. They were just like you're in, you're you're in the belief system. So now now we're friends automatically. I don't, I
2: don't necessarily see that as true because they're also what I would say brainwashed. They're they're indoctrinated to believe that mm-hmm. it's black and white for them. There's there's nothing in between there. So it may have been your real friends, but then they see you as somebody that could take them off of that line of faith that they're following. So after you're considered a a distraction from their faith, you're You're dangerous, you're dangerous to their Mm -hmm. faith, which I show, I think shows if I'm able to live my own life and not encourage you to step away from your life, but me living my life and you still being in my life can deter you away from your religion. What does that say about your faith? Mm -hmm. I mean, in reality, but at the same time, do I, think that these people are not my real friends no i don't i don't think that i just i can understand i made my choice and i already knew what their choice was going to be that's a given mm-hmm. because i know i know that religion
0: just understanding
2: it's an understanding just really
0: understanding why they do it yeah. and what makes them what so makes i have no hard do. feelings
2: like when i run into those people like it's it's sometimes sad because I I know how much like we experienced together and like they were like family to me and I see that they have children of their own now and, and it would be nice to like know them as adults. But at the same time, it's this un unspoken level of we know what the deal is. Like yeah. I'm gonna respect you in your life. And mm-hmm. these same people do not try to preach to me or and they might tell me they miss me. We miss you. We would like to see you more often. When
0: people tell me that I'm sad I'm right here
2: yeah he's big on
0: that <laughs> i mean i'm right here i mean i'm just like that's just where i'm at with it you know and then you know like when i first got out people would ask me who in religion would see me well how are you doing and i would say i'm doing great and I they like would just that. be like oh my oh my gosh no you're not and i'm <laughs> like um how are you doing are you great Or are you doing the same thing you were doing 10 years ago when you know like what are you working on? Mm-hmm. What has elevated in your life well i don't I don't do it to be an ass or anything. I just really want to make people think because I have to stop and think, so you know, I can throw people sideways off when they when they see me and try to it's really just a low key compare, but that's just adult stuff too, you know. I want to know what's good with you and see how it compares with what's good with me. And we're guilty. All of us adults of doing subliminally doing that thing. But when religion is just a way over the top version of it. So, you know, and and you said you feel bad because you don't, you don't get to know these people because the religion blocks the relationship. Mm -hmm. I feel bad because I feel like people don't, Get to manifest their true selves And their true abilities Because of What What they may be Constricted to do Based off of their beliefs Um, Like it's just It's almost like Millionaires and CEOs Not going to college It's kind of like If they went to college And I'm not down in college And I'm not down in higher education And I mean I'm trying to get higher education myself Right now But if someone were to take that path and just be all about that path and all about, I got this degree so now I can get this particular job because I have this particular skill set and that's it, they would have not known without taking the risk and doing the research that they could be a CEO mm-hmm. or come out with this new technology or or re- rebuild The way that a business is done Or something Anything like that It's 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 restricting The religion Is a Is a restrictive factor And maybe I carry that Because it was such a restricting factor In my childhood You know It's crazy So Yeah (laughs) (laughs) Is that everything you wanted to know Felicia? Did I answer everything?
1: (laughs) Oh, have you been to any, so, have you been to any churches? Like, you said you've you've been to churches since? Um, like, just regular, like, whatever kind of church. Have you been to any other churches?
0: I've only been to churches for weddings or funerals. Mm-hmm. Um, one of Nina's friends passed um, in a black church. I don't know what kind of church was that, Nina? Was it a um, holiness or something? Yeah, she, I think she Yeah, so, I was on, like.
2: Uh, she was. Holiness or Presbyterian, they spoke in tongues. tongues. Yeah, they spoke mm-hmm. in tongues and all that. That was uh, very interesting. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I will tell you, when I was probably maybe ninth grade or so, I told my grandma I was going to a musical with my friend from school. And she knew this girl. Um, I went to the – I actually went to her church. And it was a musical, you know, my grandma was like, oh, okay, you're going to go have, have fun at the musical. And it was very rare that she would let me do anything with anybody from school anyway. But she was just familiar with this girl. So she she let me go, not realizing that it was going to be at her church. And I just wondered, I was curious. I've My whole life have never been anywhere else but the Kingdom Hall. So it was just, I was curious about what someone else's church was like. She sang all the time. The girl, great singer. Um... There's also people I went to school with that went to the same church as her. So I was just curious to, like, just see what it was about. And I got there. Of course, people's singing, that part was great. And then people started speaking in tongues. And I was, like, in a ball on the seat, eyes closed, praying. Because I'm like, oh, my God. What did I get myself into? <laughs> like it was just different. Don't get me very, very different. And not knocking anyone else's beliefs, but like when you come from where we came from, where like there's no no bass, no beat in any of the songs. Very,
0: very morbid. Yes, where we come from, like, like you know, I don't. I mean, if if our church had the band and. People jumping and stuff. I mean, y'all probably stay around yeah. for a little bit, you know. <laughs> like like I y'all have curious. a talent show, like okay, yeah. I mean y'all just gonna curious. have a break for food. All right, I'll yeah, stay. Like
2: they had a whole band and all that. Like I just wanted to see because I wanted to experience a black church, and I got my experience. <laughs> that was probably the only time though that I've I've been to an outside church. Uh, I've actually never attended one. Mm. Not to say. I, that I'm against it But I've never actually been like curious enough I, You gotta understand when Growing up Our lives were about Going to church We went Sunday To the meeting Saturday you had field service Knocked we on you
0: went, doors I walked down every street in Gulfport Before I was in high school yeah. I lived in Biloxi
2: uh, We walked Literally. over to
0: Biloxi When I'm not There's my dog barking and something Um Literally. The knocking on the doors was Joe's Witness thing. Mm-hmm. Every every street was I walked before. Before going to high school I've walked down every street. I, that's how I know Govard so well. That's
2: crazy. Yep. Then we would do that and then we would have our group Bible study on Saturdays for the meeting on Sunday. And then you would have your Tuesday night book study. We did mm-hmm. that. And then Then Thursday. Uh, Thursday night. Right? Dang. So yep. our life, like there was no room for extracurricular anything, yeah. consumed by religion, and they did that on purpose because they felt like to keep you mm. within the religion, not distracted by other things. You didn't have time for anything else. Mm. Makes sense. That makes sense.
0: Mm. So, I got a question. Um. So let's say your kids they grow up and they become super religious. How would how are you? How would you react to that?
1: I don't care. I mean, unless they're unless it's the type of religion where they're like preaching hate. I mean, I, I teach their own. I mean, I can if it serves them well and it helps them get through life. Mm-hmm. Then I don't. I don't have a problem with it.
0: Okay, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Same. If it elevates their lifestyle and it's something they need to become a better person, that I'm down with it.
1: If it's a positive, you know, like what what I remember going to church, like. The pastor, like when I was after Sunday school, like once I aged out of that and I was actually in the service, like the pastor never preached things that I felt like related to me. Like I, and I was just sitting there like I was usually drawing or writing, like nothing mm-hmm. to do with what they were talking about at the mm-hmm. front. And then when I went to that private school, um, they had a youth group and they had we had chapel Thursdays or something like that, but that was the first time I actually heard someone speak to me, like, speak to my level, like, my age, and, like, I actually enjoyed the services, like, and I actually, even after I stopped going to my church, I thought about going back to that church, because I actually felt like I could relate, like, they were talking about things that I was, like,
2: you were going through. Yeah, like,
1: you know, like, it it encouraged me, you know, It, it made me feel like, okay, you know, like, I felt good afterwards okay. versus I didn't feel anything before. I was just kind of like there, just waiting to go home and eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I would be interested in going to a church that spoke to the young adult, the young parent, you know. If anyone has a church like that, holler at me and just shoot me a message or something, anybody listening, you know. Very open-minded because there's a reason why some of our peers go to church. Some of them are, from what we can see, which we don't know the true situation, is some of them may be struggling, and then some of them seem successful, even though some successful people fighting personal things or family things. So, you know, um, I'm not opposed to hearing something, hearing a message that someone has that they feel is beneficial for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I just, I don't practice. Um, and that's just where I'm at with it.
1: Do you think, does Sean, like, have y'all had any conversation with, like, do they understand how y'all grew up, or?
0: They understand how we grew up. Um, they, 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 we usually have, like, question and answer, like, they'll, Sean will bring it up. Um, so he understands how the religion was, and he understands, um, why we did, what we did and he understands why some of the family we don't, why we don't have real deep connections with some of the family because of that. Have we got into like what religion we are or anything like that? No, no, there's a, and you know, some people would say that we're, we're doing our family injustice, but like we don't, we don't claim a religion or go to a church and, um, you know that's all with open-mindedness, and that's all with giving my kids the freedom to
2: make their own choices. Yeah, make Maybe their own choices,
0: and, and you know, I feel like our values are so we uphold our values here, our own. We have our own personal value system here, and we we abide by it so tightly that I'm going to get myself canceled right here. We don't <laughs> we don't need the church of religion. You know what I mean? I, I feel like that. Now, not saying that there's no, there, there wouldn't be any benefit for being part of a group that may refresh our values or make us think about something a different way. Not saying that there wouldn't be any benefit to going down that route. But currently, we're so focused on our version of the come up and progress that it's not in the playbook for us to have to go on Sundays so am I saying we'll never be part of religion again no because I don't know what's going to happen you know I didn't think I would be in this situation that I am right now you know this is a this is a this is a wild ass dream that if I had in my early 20s I would I would say no nah, you wouldn't That that's not for you that's you know a good job and a home and Financial, I mean, not really financial freedom, but just not Stable, stressing. Like yeah, like like stability. that. That that is like so far fetched from mm-hmm. the hard life that we come from. And so I'm I'm not saying yes or no. I'm just saying we're really open minded about it, and we have faith in ourselves. And yes, the, this universe, we're not the only. One, I don't think we're the only ones out there, but I don't think we're in a position to truly understand. And I'm not going to go off of what someone else's interpretation of of a belief to to say that i, I have to do that or not, live my life in x amount of way or not. very open, mm-hmm. very open to very open to all beliefs. you know we got we heavy heavy Christianity in the United States, but I mean, what about the rest of the world that outbeats the population, yeah. you know. Like, Muslims and Hindus and Buddhists. I mean, we're talking millions and millions of people. I mean, how can one small group or smaller group of people, even though there are millions, say that the millions or billions are wrong?
2: Right, exactly. You
0: know, who's to say who is wrong?
2: And it's funny when you, like, look into other religions. I'm like, they all pretty much have the same stories interpreted in a different way. Very similar. So it's it's very interesting for me to see, like, in other religions how they almost have the same type of story and but then the names are different you know little things are tweaked but then their version is right too i don't know it's yeah. religion is yeah. it's different um i will say with the kids like sean he has he's had small conversations and curiosities about how we grew up and the way we think he's even told me his opinions on some things but he's also very open like he's told me about how he's got a really religious friend at school, and they love to talk and have really? conversation. Yes, he That's loves so to cool. talk to him um, mm-hmm. and his thoughts on religions. And he'll say, Sean said he'll come up with, like, a list of questions for him, and they'll talk about it. So I will say that I, have, I feel like with our kids, we are doing them a little bit of justice with just being open to, like I've told both of my kids, if you ever decide you want to go to church or you're curious, I'm never going to not encourage you to do that because I feel like with us it was so it was mandatory without you even like how you didn't have a choice right this is what you believe because we believe it and this is where what we're all going to do I don't believe in that like I feel like different religions are different for different people like what works for one may not work for the other but in the end we're all doing still what's best for us so for my kids for me I just want to encourage them to be open like that's my biggest thing I don't want you to knock anyone else down because they have a religion Mm -hmm. I don't want you to think badly of them because they think differently of of you but at the same time be open open to learning I don't I don't believe in shutting down knowledge so if it if it broadens your your and how you think about things how you think about life that's great but I don't want you to be closed-minded. That's my biggest thing uh-huh. because we grew up, to me, around so much closed-mindedness, so much of it. Yep. That I'm just happy if my kids grow up with an open mind and can feel like they have the freedom to decide on their own what's best for them when it comes to religion. I may have one that decides that they're very much so into religion and they want to go to church every Sunday, or, and that's fine with me. And I may have one who does not. And that's fine with me, too. I just want my kids to know that they have options. Yeah. Because we were never given an option. And I feel like that's why me and Francis are so kind of religioned out. Because it was so forced. We,
0: we, I've, I've done enough religion for two or three lifetimes. So when it comes to I me, mean, you say, really? like, you should go to church, i I. I'd say, man, I got more church hours than you can shake a stick at. I mean, like, really? I seriously. literally walked up and down every street of Gulfport and knocked on the door. Like, and it's like whether you like,
2: wanted to know about it or not, you were going to. Yeah, it's like. And then we would leave. You would leave, get in the car, and be quizzed about what church was about and what they talked about. Oh wow! I mean, that's how much <laughs> we had religion in our life. So mm-hmm. for me, it's it's not that I don't want my kids to be religious, or I don't, or I'm holding them back. I feel like I'm doing the opposite. If if you have questions, let's do the research together. That's, yeah. Let's talk to somebody that is more knowledgeable. But I'm fine with that. I'm never going to shut religion out of my kids' lives because I feel like, like I said, there are some people that need it and some people who don't. Either one is fine with me. I just want my kids to be open. I want them to be accepting in all aspects, all different kinds of people, which is why when my kids hear about ki- kids in school – being bi or gay or straight it they don't even flinch yeah that's awesome. because yeah i want them to be accepting of whoever mm-hmm. because we're all human and that's my biggest thing because like i said we grew up with so much closed-mindedness in every aspect like you had to cut people off because of that and mm-hmm. but they didn't change like they're the same people but because of they became true to themselves. They were no longer good or good enough to be around us. I don't want my kids to grow up that way.
1: Yeah, it's just sad.
2: It is. And I feel like that's more important nowadays than anything. You have so many kids out here who harm themselves or harm other people Mm -hmm. because they're taught to hate themselves. I just Mm -hmm. want to teach my kids to be accepting.
0: Hate creates more hate. And uh, and we try to tell the kids, you know, with the fact, like, that's a real touchy subject with kids, young kids, claiming they're... Transsexual, oh, or they're yeah. bi, or yeah. their sexual preference, and you know, try to teach the kids that there's people that are still figuring it all out yeah. because as an adult, I'm still figuring things out. Yeah. You know, um, in every aspect of, of our life, we're, we're constantly in discovery mode trying to figure this out. So if someone does something that isn't necessarily what you may believe in or what you think is normal. Understand that there's a lot more than just that person out here that are that are going through that, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't help them to for you to hate them. Um, and it also is wasted energy. You know, we have a right to choose what we will give our mental powers and our physical powers and our emotional Mm -hmm. our our, our emotional battery to, and. Hate is just such a draining thing. You know, it really is. hate and jealousy is just like, for what? What's the end result? Yeah. Nothing. There's nothing good comes out of it. So yeah. if someone out there believes different from you or believes something about their body or something different, I mean, you know, we have some adults that are just like, they just shut down. They just shake their head. Nah, nah, I don't want to be around it. Um, physically, you can see them fidgeting, getting uncomfortable, walking away, scared. I'm like, are you not that confident In, in yourself you Yes mm-hmm. Like Like I have a buddy And his his dad Just doesn't believe in The Gender changes And anything And You know He, he like literally Starts talking bad Like I understand People get uncomfortable with of their comments And they talk bad about it I really don't I really don't like that I'm just gonna be honest with you So I'll ask And I'll ask question Not to combat it But just a stop And think question You know So I was like You know I just asked him the Do you think it's going to rub off on you? You know? (laughs)
2: It's true. Like, why are you so uncomfortable? No.
0: I'm like, okay, so because the way you're behaving would be like um, a dirty person around me trying to give me a hug. Mm -hmm. Like, I would physically avoid them, try to sway them or get their attention somewhere else because I know if they hug me, I'm going to have to physically deal with that. But with this somebody's just being themselves over there and you're behaving this way. So you know you just ask people why do you why do you think that way? What makes you think that way? What makes you say that? Somebody said something sideways to me and I says, What makes you what what made you say that? And man, that's just like a that's like a they just shut up. Yeah. You know? So yeah. you gotta make people think.
1: They probably don't even know. Like they, they They're don't just know. so ingrained, they're like, Well what uh my th- well, you're talking about open mindedness, like my thing is like judgment. Like we don't have the right to judge anyone you else. Don't. I felt mm-hmm. like my twenties was just teaching me that over and over and <laughs> over again in different forms. And each time I was like, because you grow up thinking like this is the right way, and I would never, and I could never, and like this happens, you're like, well, I just did that, and okay. <laughs> and so then something else happens, like oh, I would never do that. I can't believe they did that. Da da da. Then something else happens, you're like, okay, all right, well, yeah. So it would just keep going on, and then something else happens, you're like okay god i I got it i think I, I think I got it now. <laughs> it's not my place. Everybody mm-hmm. has so many things going on, and like to think that you could never or you would never just means you really you're not you're not seeing it. you're not seeing what's mm-hmm. happening like you haven't experienced enough exactly. or you just haven't accepted it because mm-hmm. if you people do things they never thought was possible, like given the situation, like like you know my sister right now, for example, she's not in a good place. Um, she hasn't been for a while now and like Kevin doesn't really understand how she could act that way or why she would do that. And I just, he has no, he doesn't know what, what she's been through and like Mm -hmm. what the life or who she was before. Like she, he Mm -hmm. has no point of reference there. And Mm -hmm. so like who she used to be. Yeah. And like, like, you know, and if you're around bad things all the time, it's liable. Like it, you could get involved in those things. Yeah. And even if you think you couldn't, and so like, I have no, I'm not judging her. I don't judge her. And all I can do is love her and try to be supportive when I can be supportive. And like, mm-hmm. that's really all I can do. It, I don't have to agree with what anyone else is doing. Like all I have to do is try to love them anyways. Like right. I can love them. Like that's what I can do to help is just try to be there, try to be loving, try to be supportive. Like there's no point in judging them. Like it's not going to help. That no. it doesn't help anything. No
0: judging. At the same time, you know, part of love is saying what the hard things are to say. Yeah. You know, and uh, that, that's what my whole thing with religion, trying to convince somebody to believe in something that will make their life better. It's, it's you take the religion out of that, and it's just trying to convince a person that this lifestyle that they're living is, is, is bringing them down, and you can't convince them of that. Yeah. They have to believe it yeah. in themselves they for it to manifest, it. Mm-hmm. right? So... Like you said, the best you can do is love them. I think you should show them love, you should also try to set an example, and you should be there when there's that little inkling of, okay, I want to help myself a little bit you should You should try to be there, and the only way to be there and to really help someone is to be confident in yourself and to bust your ass on your own goals and have your own high value system. be solid in your morals because you can't help anyone if you if you're you're in shambles. Mm-hmm. You know, how how can you give marriage advice if your marriage if your marriage is crumbling? How could you give relationship advice? How how, how could you give professional advice about I don't know, being a cook if you never if you can't boil water? Like you can't. Yeah. Right? So, you know, it all like I'm trying to bringing this back full circle about faith. Ultimately, faith is believing in yourself and the higher power thing. To me. To me. The higher power. Out there. Can be anything you really want it to be. And. In this moment in life. My higher power is the progress of my family. And anything that. How that's going to happen is. Me having faith in myself. To do what I have to do. And yes. It gets hard. And mentally need. To rely on something. And it's been a while since I had a moment where I felt like I need to look the sky and just ask something or somebody something to send me something like, um, everything that I have that, that went well for me was a result of, of me believing in myself. So, you know, some may say, well, he's lost. And I just say, well, I just, I think, I think I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's just as, that's is what I think it is. So until, Someone believes in themselves and their abilities. I mean, you're just hoping. And to me, I mean, I really don't believe in hope that much. Is that kind of sad? You know, some people like something, like when something bad happens, like, I hope it turns out. I'm like, you hope it turns out okay? Like, you're just going to like, up a coin and like hope it just lands on heads, like you know. Like there's the control, you know. You have the control of your situation. Or then some people will say, "I'm I'm gonna pray about it." I'm like, so you're telling me you're not gonna do something about it? You're just gonna go home and bow your head and pray about it, and, and then hope it gets better. I don't know. I, I, I question that, you know. And it's it's like if there's some grand decision maker that gets uh, enough prayers or a high quality of enough prayer that they're going to decide to turn something around I don't know about that
2: how I feel about that I don't think I think there are certain aspects when someone's going through something there really isn't anything that you can do but you can have hope or some people say I don't I usually don't tell people that I'm going to pray for them I tell them usually that I'm sending them positive vibes, that they're in my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. true. And that is true. Well, that's true. You're I'm, in my I'm thoughts. I'm not sending I mean... you any negativity. If I can send out good energy, good positive energy to you, then that's what I'm going to do. That's how I, I'm i going to help you. Because there are some aspects where you really don't have any power to necessarily help this person, but you want the best for them. And sometimes they don't, they had to want it for themselves, which is why I'm going to hope mm-hmm. Um
0: I hope one day you want it
2: for yourself I mean and that's true i mean, true. Yeah, I I mean that's I mean that's true, and not meaning it in a negative way when I'm telling people that like i always think too like random, but like if i somebody's going through something on Facebook right, and I don't necessarily know them that well anymore, but I know of them and their situation. And there's a lot of times where everybody else I'm looking, you know, everybody's comments and I'm praying for you. And I'm always like, are they going to take this negatively if I say that I'm going to keep you in my thoughts or I'm going to send positive vibes your way? Especially if they're like a religious person. I'm like, are they going to see what I said as a neg- that, that, negative?
0: That's, that's what the care emojis for is for. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when in doubt, use an emoji. Yeah, okay. that's it. Safe. That's it. But you know what I mean, and I mean it in all goodness when I say it. But yeah. that's my way of saying it. because saying I'm going to pray for you is that's not me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, everything
1: you said just totally makes sense to me too. Because like the whole energy aspect, even in prayer, like for me, it it comes back to the energy of like you can feel when you walk in a room and people are like they have good vibes, like mm-hmm. they are. Yeah. You feel energized. You feel like you you influence that. Mm-hmm. Like you have the power to to make someone else feel a different way without even really saying anything. Mm -hmm. Like, you can just, you can feel it. And I think prayer, you can do that with prayer. Like, that can be a form of you sending good energy. But in my mind, that's all it is, is you're just sending good energy to that person. And it does make a difference. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it does make a difference. It might not change the circumstance, Mm -hmm. but you can still do that for them. Like, it might not change the situation they're in, but it might help. It can't hurt. Just because I think the energy thing... I think that's a real thing. Like, I'm all yeah. about that. Like, mm-hmm. it totally makes a difference.
2: And yeah. I'm like... And I'm and I'm coming at you with all... All positiveness. Yes. Like... Yes. You know what I mean? Like, there's no negative thoughts when I'm thinking about this person. Like, I am, I am literally sending you positive thoughts and vibes and I hope everything turns out for you. Especially when I know that I don't have any control over what you're going through or your situation or, or how you're feeling. I know I can't change. By sending you a message say you lost someone really close to you, you know what I mean? Like, there is nothing I can do or say to to necessarily make you feel better, and I know that out of experiencing loss myself. So all I can say is I hope everything turns out. I hope you're going to be okay. Because sometimes how I made it through something, the other person may not. And that's why all I can do is is send positive thoughts and vibes, and I, I hope. So that's what I, like you saying, what does hope do? I mean, sometimes that's all like you can do for someone.
0: Mm, yeah, I guess so. You
2: know what I mean, I don't
0: know. It's like a Star Wars movie, you know? The hope is alive, and you know, a <laughs> bunch of things float around, and
2: but that's just me. You
0: know, I don't know, man. That's I'm just, just me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just more, I'm hard and realistic. I don't know.
2: Yeah, you're more cut you and dry. Yeah, we're all in different paths,
1: friends. We are. Yes, we we're all are. Different paths. But, I mean, we know. live in the same household, but, but, don't, but don't
0: you see people like struggling, and you just different. know they they have. They, if they just change one or two things If they just discipline themselves And they're like If I just change this one thing This one relationship It's nothing but up From there You know it's it's I don't know It's just It's just Self-realization And being And knowing who you are And that's That's the ultimate That's the biggest that's, thing That's the ultimate
2: But not everyone knows that Goal I don't know Everyone is Ultimate
0: that. Ultimate superpowers Being confident And who you are and being about what you're about 24-7. Being your true authentic self. So. Man.
1: Superpower, huh?
0: Yep. Superpower. We're all superheroes.
1: What would your yeah. superpower be if you were a superhero? If
0: I were a superhero? Yeah. Is being rich a superpower?
1: No, that's <laughs> not a superpower. Creating money? I guess you can mm. make money. Mm. Superpower.
0: No, really? and Like, really? No sleep.
1: Oh really? Yeah. That Sounds horrible. What about you?
0: If I didn't need sleep, I'd.
1: You'd just be awake all the time. I, would just, I, I would just go go go. I would like to be able to
2: jump through time.
1: Ooh, that's good. I I I still fall back on uh, you remember Rogue from the X Men? Mm-hmm. Like I always thought she was cool because so she was super strong, she could fly, and. She could take people's powers for a little while. So she could, like, touch them, and then she would have their powers for a little while. And it mm-hmm. wouldn't last forever. So you kind of got like, to do all kinds of things. But I always liked that she was super strong and she could fly.
0: That's cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Or I'd be invisible and go so, steal stuff.
1: Invisible is <laughs> pretty cool, too. There's a lot of good options out there.
0: Uh, and, yeah. So I, I, I wanted to bring this up because this happened since the last time I did the podcast, and it's kind of... Let's just try to keep this separate from the faith conversation as, <laughs> as much as possible. Okay. The White House is not denying ex- extraterrestrial beings,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think about that?
1: Uh, somebody at work showed me about it. I was completely oblivious, and I was just like, first I was like, is this like legit news, or just like what is this?" I don't. She's like, "Well, you know." What news is legit news? Because it's just right. what they want you to see. I'm like, okay, fair. That's fair. I was like, oh, mm. I mean, they have pictures. Can I see a picture? <laughs>
0: Apparently, there's videos of Air Force videos of of craft that are unknown that behave.
1: Is it the you orb know? things? I, have, have I mean, they're various? just they're
0: just all kinds of videos and pictures, and you know, well, like you said, what's news? What's news? And what's fake news? Yeah.
1: You don't know. Most so. of it's fake news anyways. I, I swear to you, one time I was going home to Socher, like, after work. This was probably, like, high school or maybe, like, right after high school when I still lived at my mom's house. And I'm going down the road on Highway 49, headed north, and, like, it's dark over here. And then all of a sudden, in the sky, I saw headlights. I swear. I saw headlights pointing I'm like, I'm like, I'm driving like this. I'm looking over the right side. And I'm like, what is that? I kept, I kept trying to look over, trying to get, like, a... Uh, couldn't figure out what it was because it was saying? it was in the sky, not like way up in the sky, but not on the ground. And i and I just see these lights, and I was like, "What is that?" And uh, I was, I don't, that was that was always always in my mind, like, "What was that?" Like, I really don't mm-hmm. know what that was. Like, I could never figure out logically what that would have been, other than something like a, a ship or something sitting up there. Like, that's the only thing I yeah. think of. I'm not like a big like UFO person or anything. I just That did That did happen, I was always like, what was
2: that? How I think about it, I'm like, over the years, we've heard stories and people stating their experiences with alien encounters. I'm like, how I feel about it is where there's smoke, there's fire. And yeah, some of these stories may not be real, but there probably are a few in here that are, but we've just written off as Mm -hmm. they're a little crazy. Mm -hmm. And two knowing how big universe, space, all that is um, to think that we're it as humans in this world or universe Milky no Way, whatever that we're it it would have to be kind of very I don't know, self-entitled of you to think that we're it like mm-hmm. there's nothing bigger or the smartest form of what's here and that's it I, I, that's just unrealistic mm. to me. What about you, Francis? Where are you, where are you at on this? Mm. Mm.
0: Mm. There, there's something else out there. The universe is too big. There's too much unexplained things that are on Earth that we cannot explain how they were done. You know, I'm not a con- conspiracy guy or anything like that, but you know, we're talking pyramids and Stonehenge and perfect alignment of structures and. Things across continents that modern day tooling and mapping and things you know couldn't do yet or we just got to the point of doing it um it blows my mind that humans have walked earth for thousands of years and lived primitively um until the last hundred years I mean how are we we're we're here- we're living in a hundred year span hopefully we lived a hundred years old. Each one of us, we're living in a span where, I mean, we're, we're all here below four years old and we watched the internet come out. We watched global telecommunication without military NASA grade equipment happen. I mean, we can FaceTime someone in, in mm-hmm. Asia and right now in Australia right now, like literally right now, FaceTime them with minimal lag, like in the last 30 years. Um, I don't know about the whole Area 54 thing Or any of that But there is a base out there that's classified What is there to classify? I don't know, something that would shock the masses So it could be could be alien technology This People have been claiming aliens For this whole past century um, So with the combination of that And the advances of technology That we have right now Why not? Someone says they don't believe in it. We'll prove it. <laughs> but then someone who believes in it says, well, prove that it, you know, well, prove that it's, there are no aliens. And the other group would say prove that they are aliens. So there's really no proof out there. But just the way it lines up to me is unexplained things happen that we can't do as humans. We're such in a technology renaissance right now. That came from something. Did something come here, crash land here? Was delivered here Did we retrieve something And now we built everything That we have in this world Right now off of it Just off the past 100 years I mean 100 years ago You would only know The 20 people in your town And you would be in a hut Right now In the south Mississippi heat Sweating And you would never know It's hot Because that's just your life oh, gosh You know what I'm saying <laughs> Like Now it's like Technology is just crazy Why do they make Space Force Four years ago or whatever it was, why do we have a military branch that's dedicated to space? I don't know, and now we have all these things coming out. I don't know I think I think the world is where the government may be slowly rolling out to us what they've already known for some time. they're just they're just strategically rolling it out so that it doesn't create mass panic.
1: Do you think that, let's say, did something they've known about for a long time and they are strategically rolling it out. Is it just to distract us from something else? Could be. Because I feel like they play that game a lot. Like oh, They're always the like, time. look here, look here, and this is happening. You know, like there's yeah. crazy bad thing like important things happening maybe. And it may not be bad, but very important. But they're always like, look at this, look at this, look at this. Yeah.
0: Well, it's like the COVID thing. Yeah. You know, it's... um. Was it a pandemic? Yeah But And it killed people Yeah You know Some people It was a pandemic But was it just a really strong Strong version of the flu That Took people with poor immune systems out mm-hmm. And I
1: have plenty of those
0: Yeah Like right Like really Like we have Things like that all the time But we don't call it a pandemic Um. So what was The purpose What was the purpose of it? What was so you know, we had this talk at my previous job, and I even brought up like, what if it was the world in the background saying, Let's have a simulation of a world shutdown and let's call it the coronavirus? Mm-hmm. Are we doing this to see how it goes and how to logistically have a successful action plan so that when whatever else may cause the world shut down, such as aliens, extraterrestrial? I don't know. Someone comes out of the ground, or an actual super virus comes out. How do we prepare for this without running a trial? You sure. know,
1: as long as we don't end up with zombies, don't know, I'll, we'll be fine. Okay, don't know. Just, just no I mean, zombies, please. Was it a?
2: We know how Was it a
1: zombies? <laughs> <laughs> please, do zombies. I don't have a go bag or anything. Like I'm not prepared. This is now I have kids. Like you so
0: might as well just just bite me now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, here you go, come bite me right now because I ain't ready. I I had enough food. If Sam's ain't open in three days, we are we are we're done. Uh, <laughs> that was um, one
1: thing somebody else was talking about. Like, you know, back in the day everybody a lot of people grew their own food and like we are so dependent in the US on the grocery store, like people would die like oh, very yeah, quickly. We're, like, we're starve. part of that. Yeah. Like, and like I'm not. I'm like thinking like maybe I should plant a garden or something. Like <laughs>
0: I mean, we should be Growing our own food and raising our own animals to eat—it
1: would be a lot healthier. Like, yeah, for it sure would be. It's just a lot harder. I mean, I know it takes time, and well, I mean, time like, like think about
0: feeding a chicken until maturity—how much time and resource that would take—and
1: mm-hmm.
0: then the actual act of butchering a chicken and, and the cooking space, them. Like, you have to have space, yeah, for like, that. like, the the heat, like gathering the wood, or you know, because we wouldn't be using gas or electric stove. Like, really primitive. Now I can go to Walmart. Mm-hmm. And buy a rotisserie chicken in original hickory or lemon pepper <laughs> for five ninety nine. <laughs> right? Like a whole like and I'm thinking like I'm grateful this chicken's so cheap, but how in the world do they raise and cook a chicken and sell it for five ninety nine? Uh Like yeah. there's gotta be some voodoo magic going on behind <laughs> there, you know? So it's like we're spoiled. Mm-hmm. And if the world gets to that point, which personally I think it will one day
1: supply chains shut down during COVID. Yeah, I, mean, like- I think
0: I think we'll all be reduced to bare minimum and that's what's going to unify the world. That's the only thing that can unify the world is we're all on the same level so we can really understand how each of each one of us, each other ha- have how bad it is. Mm-hmm. That's that's really what's gonna eliminate everything. I think we will one day and we're gonna lose a lot of lose a lot of people to that. So yeah. I don't know. But I said I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and here's all these theories. About, <laughs> you know, I, I think
2: it's normal for us to think about the what if or the what what could happen because part of you feels like you gotta mentally prepare yourself just a little bit, yeah, to think about what's. I mean, because really, when COVID happened, I think it took everybody for like, I, I think for a while, we were, everybody was having conversations like, I cannot believe this shit. This stuff is happening. Yeah, like right real now. life. Like, this is
1: real life, right? I mean, like mm-hmm.
2: we can say. We went through COVID, like because it's been how long since we've had any kind of pandemic? Like not in our lifetime. It was like almost a century I... from the flu when the flu came out. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, it was crazy. To yeah. Think how, about.
0: how are we doing? How are we going through this right now with modern medicine? Yeah. Like what? What's really I, going you, on
2: in your mind? You're thinking I thought we were past this. Like we're mm-hmm. supposed to be way more mm. advanced than to have this random thing come out. But it just shows you like we're not as in the clear as we as we think we this are. could have been a fire drill. Yeah. I mean. And I mean, I treated it. I treated it like a fire happened. drill.
0: I mean, COVID, COVID for us, we didn't have any COVID deaths. I knew of some people who did pass from COVID. But I wasn't really close to them, but some people from childhood who did, and uh, that was terrible. But like, just for us directly, mm-hmm. it was a reset. You know, it was a reset of family, a reset of finances, a reset of your job. Like it. Definitely broke up the everyday workflow. Mm -hmm, Um, it made it 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 caused a total it caused a total reevaluation of of our whole entire life.
2: Professional jobs. Like people stopped working certain Mm -hmm. I feel like the restaurant industry still hasn't fully recovered because they need they can't find waitresses Mm -hmm. or waiters. But when these people went without work because their job was considered unnecessary. Yeah. They had to figure something else out because they couldn't pay their bills. What's, yeah. What if this happens again? You know what I mean? Like, they they all started looking into other areas for work because they realized that yeah. that's the first thing that's going to get shut. First thing is going to get cut out. And how are they supposed to survive? They all have kids and families. Like, I can understand why people are not wanting to go back into that field to work except for teenagers because – what happens when they're the first to get cut again and they can't pay their bills like I worked the entire time but I know people that didn't yeah
1: I was very fortunate that I worked the entire time too yeah, yeah. I just got to work from home so
2: well, I had to go well, and A- to Ava
1: was there with me so that was different yeah. it was it was
2: fun yeah I, I do feel like it's it was definitely uh an experience to say that you had even gone through it we thought we were doing something by like being in the South during Katrina, you know, yeah. how you got the pandemic. My kids can say they went through that. I mean, it's definitely different, but it, I think it brought a lot of families together, and I think it showed a lot of families that they shouldn't be together too. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, crazy times. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, one thing we didn't talk about, Nina, is I was thinking we talked about the first time I met Francis. I think the first time I met you was after you had Boogie at your apartment. We came over there. Oh, that's the first memory I have. I
2: know. I know the first time I met you. When? We went to, um, it wasn't Skeeter's. It was, still, it's the daiquiri shop that's online. Rang-a-dings? Yes. What? I met you there the very first time you were. How oh, was it orangutans? You were dating, uh, what's Adam? his name? Adam. Oh, dear Lord. A, yeah. First time I had <laughs> met you. And Frank's just like, oh, you're going to like my friend Felicia. I've known her since high school, da, da, da. That was the very first time I met you. Oh, how'd that go? I don't remember this at all. Was I sober? You were sober, okay. But it seemed like more likely you were kind of babysitting him. That, that was, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, because I remember y'all having your, mm-hmm. your moments. Mm-hmm. So like, I got to talk to you just a little bit, but I feel like you were mainly I don't remember babysitting him the whole time, at all. and y'all were having your own little thing yeah. going on. But that was the first time I met you. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, I definitely Sorry. met you before Boogie because you came to my baby shower. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, 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 that was just, I just remember that my, that was my first time meeting you for you sure. Who had your baby shower? Um, Chrissy. I used to work with her at Office Depot and it was at her house. And I think you, um, and Skylar came to my baby shower because back then I didn't have too many friends. It was like right at that fine line when I had left my religion And we got on my own and, like, literally trying to make, like, outside friends. friends. That's
0: when we found our real friends. Yeah. A.K.A. our family.
2: (laughs) And pretty much, like, we've been friends ever since. Yeah. Yep. And Chrissy, I still talk. Like, I have her own Facebook. She finally has a baby of her own. She's married. Oh. But I really haven't gotten to see her much. But she always has, like, I always let her know, like, she has a special place in my heart. Because... That was probably the time that I needed people in my life the most. And, and she was there. Because I didn't know what I was going to do. Yep. Being, I had, forgot. Even, like, yeah. home, uh, Office
1: Depot. I remember that now. Like, yeah. I remember <laughs> Office Depot now. I'm like, oh, yeah.
2: like Yes. Me back in the day. But I was 21 when I got pregnant with Sean. So young, didn't know what I was going to do. I had my grandma lived here and my aunt lived here. But they were still in that religion. They both came to the baby shower, too. Um, but... It was so like Weird because I didn't even know if they were going to show up You know what I mean Because I wasn't having a baby Not married You know young But they still showed up for me Mm -hmm. The thing I remember about Boogie is
1: like I was so excited because he was like the one baby I could hold and they didn't cry (laughs) Like he didn't cry Like I was not good with babies And like I was always I was so excited, I'm like, this baby's awesome. Yeah. Like he's so <laughs> he was
2: cool. Sean made
0: us. parenting easy. Yeah. Super he was easy. So
1: chill. And then of course when he started gaming, like how old was he? I mean like he started three. He like a video
2: game in his hand. Like he got mm-hmm. his first game at yeah, three. I was just like, wow. Yeah, and he was yeah, really was good. Beast. Like,
0: yeah.
3: Beast
2: Immediately. It. Like he picked it up and it was like, All right, he's got it. Didn't have to teach him anything. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. He's a good baby. He's still a good kid. Mm-hmm. Very thankful for how good he turned out it's very thoughtful
0: you know felicia you may not remember this Yell bought sean his first console video game ever what was it mario kart
1: oh yes, that? Mm-hmm. That, yes. W-
0: that was his first console video game ever e- anything before that he was playing um on the, on, iP- on the iphone and yeah. ipad mm-hmm. so we finally got him a switch and as part of the switch you guys, to his birthday party, got him his first video game.
2: I love that video game. Yeah. That, makes, that yeah. total, totally makes sense. Yeah, he was a monster at
0: that, too. Yes. And he
2: was like, instantly. I don't even think he even had any like time where he Mm-mm. couldn't we were, play we it. We were
0: wild at that moment. <laughs> like, wow, how did he know how to do this like this? So, yeah, he was three. Yeah, he was a monster at
1: that.
2: I love so, Mario Kart. Yeah. And I still can't play it. I haven't played in so long (laughs) Like I'm just not Video games is not my thing He definitely got that skill from his dad Because I cannot play at all I was
1: very Mm. like verbally aggressive When I played Mario Kart (laughs) I wasn't allowed to play with kids (laughs) Cussing them out (laughs) (laughs) Yeah It wasn't PG
0: For real Sophie um, If you could have anybody on a podcast Talk to you Who would you want on here Uh, I
1: don't Anybody? Um, I mean, if it could be, like, anybody, anybody, I would, I would like to interview my mamma, like, because I have a lot of questions now, Ooh. like, in hindsight, mm-hmm. and I'd like to take more, like, I, I remember, she used to share a lot of things, but, you know, it's just a memory, like, I didn't write it down, like, I wish I would have taken notes, like, or interviewed her properly, like, with something that recorded it, because... She'd seen so much in her lifetime, like, so many changes,
3: mm-hmm. economically
1: especially, and just, like, it was always so interesting listening to her stories. Mm. Um, I wish I had recorded.
0: Mm. I would like to interview your dad. My dad? Yeah, you think he would do this?
1: Probably. He likes to talk, so. Really? <laughs> yeah.
0: Can we really, like, line that up? Like, can... Like, next time you see him, just plan it in his mind. Okay. Does, does he listen to...
1: He has no clue what a podcast is
0: really yeah
1: no. mm. my dad is so interesting though like he is he really is he um he he has a lot of views on things that we share in common even though we there's a lot of things we we you know we view things differently on but a lot of fundamental things like we agree on like he doesn't even know like he'll say things and i'm like yeah, that's how I think about it, too. I don't tell him, like, I don't say it out loud, but I'm thinking, yep, yeah, that's exactly what I think, too. <laughs> <laughs> and it might not be the common thing, like, mm-hmm. you know, just certain opinions on things. And uh, I don't know. I've enjoyed, like, my relationship with my dad hasn't always been great. There was times in my 20s, like, I didn't answer his call, like, I didn't see him, like, you know, he was mm-hmm. not someone that I had a lot of contact with. But now that he's gotten older and I've gotten older, it you know, I'd I check on him every day, every other day type of thing. So wow. we have a that's awesome a much better relationship than we did.
0: Sounds like he figured some things out. Or both of y'all figured some things out.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's what it's all about.
1: I know he's good with the kids because I see him. Yeah, he's so good with the kids. And I remember that as, as a kid. Like, he's so good at telling stories. Like, we used to love listening to his stories because he had all those brothers and sisters. So he was just a full of all these old stories. And my dad is just a good storyteller in general. Like... I don't even know if those stories were, like, 100% true, because in his mind, they were 100% true, I know, but, you know, he mm-hmm. likes to fill in the blanks. Like, there's no gaps <laughs> in his stories. Like, my story, I'm like, did this happen? But he doesn't have that issue. He just, whoosh, right through. He knows exactly what happened and who said what, and, like, so it was always fun. Mm. I, I remember Chance, like, used to sit in his lap and be like, tell me a story. Like, what would happen when you were a kid? Like, because he was always very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Mm.
2: Yeah, I see all like, the your kids. Their kids are all, always drawn to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the fun He loves kids. Yeah.
1: He does. He's so good with them. That's good, though. All right.
0: Well, we're going to shoot for your dad to be on here one day.
1: I'll mention it to him. So cool. Yeah. I'll tell him. I mean, if I tell him you have some some food over here, your um, your oh, specialty yeah. dish. I'll I mean, have like, some food for him.
0: Tell him, like, look at <laughs> Say, um Francis is gonna have us for dinner and wants to uh interview you um, for just, a project.
1: I'm messing with you. I'm talking about your dressing. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. buy, yeah. If I I'll drop have, if I drop that, let me like <laughs>
0: Well, i have to make sure I have a box of Kleenex ready too. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um My, yeah.
1: He like he's he's funny now, like he will will He'll bring something up and he will get choked up so easily now. Like everything is very close to his heart. Like he's very he feels everything and he lets it show these days. Like it's not that's good though. Any kind of thing, especially if something comes up about my mama or something. It, it, I just don't know. I never know when it's going to happen, but I can hear his voice, you know, break on the phone like mm-hmm. it just mm. so easily something comes up. Mm. So don't be become surprised. more sentimental. Yeah. That'd be Under-age. interesting.
0: We got to make it happen. Maybe maybe you and him together.
1: It. You might need me here to like bring him back in. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. I was gonna say maybe him and your mom together, but nah. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: they're good, but they're not that good. <laughs>
0: they they seem like they're pretty good though.
1: They are. My so. mom's come a long ways as far as forgiving my dad and yeah. kind of like she. I think she, you know, he's seventy four years old, and then like you know, she gets that. So. Yeah, I, I understand.
0: Okay, we'll make it happen. Let's let's shoot for. Sometime when it starts cooling down, let's do it before the year's over. With let's commit to doing it before Thanksgiving. Okay. Have your dad on here because um I really wanted to go through podcasts with kind of once with everybody and then start branching out to there. So, got to get your dad on here. Got to get Amanda on here next. So,
1: did, so did Becca come on here? Did you no, be, no, not yet.
0: Not yet, and that's to be determined.
1: To be
2: determined. Rebecca
0: is is shy. So what?
2: What? We'll I see. think she with who? Wants- I she think she doing? wants to. I, j- I just think she's very unsure about what she's going to discuss, but I told her we don't necessarily have to have, like, a subject. Sean definitely wants to interview her, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't know if she's going to like all his questions. Oh, really? <laughs>
1: could
0: she, It'll like, happen.
2: pre-screen
1: him or something?
2: Like, okay, this yeah. is okay. I mean, I guess she could, yeah. but, you
0: know, when it comes down to it, it comes down to it. So, yeah. You know.
1: I think
2: she'll do it one day, though.
1: I, th- I think she wants to. I really didn't know what I was going to talk about, but I was on my way to work the day I messaged you, and I was like, oh, we can talk about Faith, because I'm curious about that. So I'm like, "That's." I messaged you that day.
0: Okay. Well, I'm glad you did, Fee. And, thanks. um
1: Thanks for being open to it. Yeah. This was fun. Thanks
0: for, thanks for uh, making me do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And... Um, you know just like a little disclaimer you know my beliefs are my beliefs only and they don't represent anybody else or any organization or anything that i'm part of um and i'm open-minded so if i said something that makes you want to say something to me or you want to convince me of something hit me up or right here in the southern sauce podcast we can talk about it the door is open. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what makes you go, you know, and I'll tell you what makes me go. And, you know, and I'm just glad, like, we're able to talk about it. And, um, Fee, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you for being a good mom and, and, and having your, um, self awareness to be able to talk about something like this and, and seeing it. And, um, I was telling Nina, out of all my friends, you were like the one that are, that's, the most calm and doesn't... You you never shook anybody. You That's know, true. everyone has their moment. You haven't had your moment yet. What do you mean you know? shook
1: anybody? What? Well, I'm what? talking about, Supposed like, to shake you
0: know, <laughs> like, um, you know, no drama. Oh. Like, you know, you're going to have that drama with all your friends. And I don't think you... I don't think there's an ounce of drama in you. So, not with my, my friends, not, not on a friend basis. No. He
2: like, I feel like all of us in our friend group, like, he is our zen, like always coming at you with peace
0: yeah and that's why i talked with you about faith now if it was anyone else any one of our close friends or mutual friends i want be like uh we'll go talk about it over a drink somewhere but <laughs> not, on, not in the record with the record button so all right well fee you got anything else you want to add or any shout outs or anything
1: not really, not really. That's it That's good Thanks for having okay. me
0: Okay Well thanks for coming Um We'll have you again okay. With your dad yeah. next time Yeah And we'll pull out some of them Old social stories Thank
2: lord And see what's happening
0: <laughs> Alright Now Nina you have anything No I
2: enjoyed it This is really nice
0: Alright Well um To our listeners out there Thanks for um Thanks for hanging with us And um We really appreciate uh You sticking with us I know this was a long Long longer one But um just feel free to hit me up um you got any any subjects you want to talk about especially relating to this podcast message me directly and uh we'll get on to it so um thanks for tuning in to the southern sauce podcast this is francis father francis here with my dearest friend one of my dearest friends felicia and nina and uh thanks for listening y'all have a good one Man, baby, but I'm, I'm showing you that